Hello, everybody. This is A7X Fan Ben here with God Mason. This is episode Hello. number 12 of the Pirate CSG podcast. And today we're going to talk about South China Seas for the next set review. Uh, it was the fifth set released, came out in 2006. Um, it's one of the better sets, as we'll, as you'll find out if you don't know it well. And uh, what do you think about this set, God Mason? Do you like it? Um, I think it's really hard to get my hands on, and I never thought I'd have anything close to a complete set. Um, but as a whole, it is one of the better sets, I think. Uh, it doesn't suffer from the lack of good-named crew the way uh, Revolution does, although it probably doesn't have as many outright great ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, I uh, agree. Yeah. yeah, I like probably. this set a lot. It's become one of my favorites. I got really lucky on eBay in like uh, 2014. I found um, it, was, it got really pricey. I ended up paying like $150 for it, which I didn't want to, but this, the lot was really high quality, all unpunched, and it ended up containing most of the set. Um, so for that price, I thought it was a good deal, and I don't regret it at all, because it's become one of my favorite sets. I've enjoyed playing the ships. Um, like you said, it is really tough to get. It's the rarest set, you know, objectively. It's definitely the rarest set uh, by far, for the most part. So, Mysterious yeah, Islands might have a word with you on that. I think, uh, for me, Frozen North has historically been tougher to get than MI, but... Well, Frozen North has been on uh, been on Hills Wholesale for years yeah, now. That's the thing too, and MI was really not that um, tough to get or expensive. When I got back into the game, like twenty ten eleven, I got thirty six mm-hmm. packs of MI for like twenty seven bucks. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so I guess like, at one point it was probably yeah pretty be, worthless. Yeah, it used to be a much more common. I, I remember because that deal I got was to Card World. David Adams Cardworld dot com was having like a blowout clearance sale or something on pirate stuff. Before they recently just got stuff, and uh, ironically, they just got some SCS in, so such as these. Um, but yeah, so they're asking uh, quite a lot of money for. Yeah, it's like seven bucks a pack, but the, I yeah. think they, the historical average is eight bucks a pack. I'm pretty sure for my for my spreadsheet. So huh. yeah, so it's it's really expensive either way. But all right, yeah, um, let's get right into it. I'll do. Right. Uh, any other thoughts or no? I'll just turn um, it. not really. No. Um, well, actually. Uh, not actually related to the South China Seas topic at hand, but yeah. you mentioned uh, Mysterious Islands at one point sort of being the crap set that everybody's getting rid of. I feel like maybe Rise of the Fiends may be going that way because yeah. it used to be dirt cheap, and now it's not as common. Yeah, yeah, Rise of the Fiends and Fire and Steel, usually somewhat common and cheap, but they were... I feel like those two were cheaper and more common back when those Fairfield boxes were out back in like 2012 mm. or whenever it was. Yeah, like yeah. 20, 20 packs for 20 bucks or whatever. Um, but yeah, that was a great deal. But since, since those have disappeared, um, Rise of the Fiends and Fire Steel haven't been quite as common and cheap, but still not great sets, of course. Um, yeah, we'll get to that later, though. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, mm. All right, so we'll get right into it. So the first ship, uh, number 001, Jade Rebellion flagship of sorts, the Grand Dynasty. Um for such a cool name, Grand Dynasty, and being the first ship in the set, uh, it's pretty underwhelming. I think mm-hmm. um, with this one and the other two ships with S-Base move that we'll see here in a second, um, of the three six-master junks with such a slow base move, I think they could have afforded to double that speed to S plus S, and it still wouldn't be overpowered. I think it would have just been a good, you know, a good change to make. But as is um, the Grand Dynasty is maybe the worst of the five six-master junks the Jade's got, and really just not that good overall. 
Yeah, I agree with you. The The armament is nothing special, especially for a ship of the size. The ability is kind of bleh. Yeah. Um, it's slow as heck, and it's not particularly cheap. Yep. Yeah, it's, it doesn't have a lot going for it, really. Yeah, and its crew links aren't amazing either. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, I did see it used in conjunction with... Um, with a couple ships that had the same ability, because a lot of Jade ships have that ability. Yeah, you, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did see it used in one of the most recent games I played. I uh, don't remember which. <clears throat> Sorry, hiccup. But it didn't actually do all that well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is probably no surprise to you. Yeah, not really. Yeah, it's okay, but not not nothing special really. Yeah, um, I think we can move on to Grand Temple then, which. Oh, yeah. uh, which reappeared later in the series in another set as uh, one of the better gunships ever released. But this version is significantly more expensive, and uh, I'd say the, the ability is a bit overpriced, but aside from that, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, I think it's quite good. Um, yeah, the reverse captain has always been overpriced, but overall it's still one of the best gunships they got, partly because of a lack of quantity, but this one's good quality no matter what so yeah i like this version a lot too it looks a mm-hmm. little i think it looks cooler than the, the english version too it looks really cool um, I, I agree with you yeah because yeah. the english version is just this kind of generic teal yeah yeah uh the next one grand mountain this is another six massive junk with solid cannons a little bit better than the grand dynasty but the speed is only s so you can't really do a lot with it um, and it has a faction ability. Yeah, yeah, the ability is it's a, meme a, little now. Bit worse, a little bit worse than the Grand Dynasty, so I don't really mind the Grand Mountain. I think she's kind of, I don't know, she's kind of like a weird, like, sentimental favorite of mine. I don't really know why. I think it's because I feel guilty using the Grand Temple or the Grand Path against new players. So when I brought my, like, traveling collection to college, I wanted to have at least one Six Master Junk. So I often took the Grand Mountain so I wouldn't feel as bad <laughs> about using the other ones. <laughs> against people who have only opened, like, Ocean's Edge packs and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, realistically, the, the Grand Mountain's not real real uh, special. Slight upgrade over the Grand Dynasty, but nothing too great. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Um, it is one point cheaper, and the armament's a tiny bit better. But aside from that, it doesn't really make up for it anywhere else because its ability is just that much worse. Yep. All right. Grand Wind, um, I think it's my turn to kick this one off, that is, is, uh, it's not actually an amazing ship. It's really slow. Um, It does have a really big hold, but I guess an okay ability. Although the only time I think I've ever seen this ship used, interestingly, is like some sort of Nemo's Plans and Poseidon's Breath special fleet. Oh, nice. (laughs) I think you've probably seen that one. It might even be yours for all I know. Yeah, I don't think I made a fleet like that quite like it, but yeah, it's funny. Um, this one, I kind of like the Grand Wind. I'll always maintain that she can be a cargo ship, like a gold ship. She's not going to be a runner, you know, she's not fast enough for that definition. Um, but I, I, I kind of like this one. I pretty much like all the six massive junks. The Dynasty and the, the Grand Mountain are probably my least favorite. This one's never going to fight well, but I think uh, with the right crew, she can be reasonable because the Link, the Psy that um, all he links to all Jade ships, so that's why you see the link so many times for him. But he's an SAT crew, and the Grand Wind has uh, reroll built in. So with him and a helmsman, um, you can go 4S, 
like, you know, a decent amount of the time, and then you still have five spaces left over. So the jades don't really have... It's pretty much the best, like, super durable jade option for gold. So it's not mm-hmm. it's not a ship to totally discount, but, um, but yeah, the speed just holds it back so much. So um, The next one, Grand Path. It's a really great one. On par with the Grand uh, Temple. This one is slower and has... Uh, shorter range cannons, but it's cheaper and has more cargo. Um, and more accurate great. guns. Yeah, uh, yeah, slightly better ranks. Um, and then I, I consider the Grand Path like a short, like a super short range brawler because it has all S range guns. It's just brutally devastating, all rank two plus one to board. So you're going to be up and close with the guns anyway. So you might as well board. You can get Dragon Eyes on board to capture crew. Um, got a lot of cargo to use, like specialists that can only shoot with an S. So Grand Path just a brutal gunship to be used at very short range and just board and blast away at point mm-hmm. so. yeah. yeah, it's almost unbeatable at boarding because you know once you've dropped the die, the base roll is going to be eight, which is as high as any two mast ship without a bonus goes. Um, and uh, it's got incredible firepower. It's got a nice, uh, pretty cavernous hold. Really, it's yeah. got a high point limit so you can afford to put the expensive jade crew that exists onto the ship mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's yeah, great overall yeah i really like grand path and if i use a six master junk that'll probably be the first one that i use yeah yeah i think yep. um real quick a lot of people like to compare the grand temple the grand temple i would say is generally a better like a better striker um but the path is a little more flexible and like slightly more consistent i guess and cheaper of course so. Mm-hmm. And probably a little bit scarier because it has more accurate guns. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll hop on a Divine Wind now. And this is another case of, like I said, that ability appearing a bunch on Jade ships. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's not a bad ship, but it's not super special at 10 points. I mean, it does have solid armament and a good hold space, but it's not super fast. Yeah, this is the type of ship that bores me because it just doesn't... I don't know. Nothing really stands yeah. out. There's nothing, you know, above average. Maybe the artwork, but that doesn't affect gameplay. Um, the yeah. cargo is solid, but other than that, just nothing to get excited about, unfortunately. Um, I would say the opposite about the next one, the East Wind. This one is weird to me. Um, has good speed. The cannons are mostly good, but it's got a 4L in the middle. It has a treasure ability to trade treasure between wild islands. Um, what I like to do with this one is run it as, like, kind of a... Um, kind of like a subpar hybrid. I just put a captain on because the speed is decent. And then I have two cargo, um, reasonable cannons, and then the trading ability. So I'm just, I try to maximize the 2S guns and then leave space open because you don't really need a helmsman necessarily. It'd be nice, but, um, and then you can still have cargo left over to maybe use that treasure trading ability. So I think the East Wind is kind of, kind of a surprise hybrid. She's not a great ship, but I think she's pretty interesting and kind of cool actually. I mean, she is reasonably well-armed and durable and quick, I guess, for her point cost. But the sort of lack of focus that I see would probably deter me from using her. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, yeah. definitely a fair point. Yep. Yeah, it's tough to use her, but yeah, I just do a captain, nothing else usually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll jump onto Sea Wind now, and this has an ability that I think we can agree is one of the most overpriced yeah. In the entire game. Yep. Uh, I think we can agree that she does make an excellent gold runner, if an expensive one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like using 
this ship is a gold runner, usually empty. Um, I'm using her in Vassal Campaign Game 3, the American version from OE, um, as a kind of a gold runner hybrid type thing. Um, yeah, this ability is overpriced. The only really time you'd want to pay for it full cost is uh, like on a bigger ship in like a campaign game with a lot of ships around, because it is good in like tight battles with a lot of ships involved, but in regular games it's pretty much total garbage. <laughs> yeah. Um, which ship is it? Is it Scepter that has this ability as well? Uh, I think it's I think it's the opposite one. I think it gives plus one to ships with an S. It's like yeah. gives rather than takes. Oh, oh yeah. wait, oh wait a minute. Oh yeah, I misread this ability. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I am giving a bad review. Um, yeah, I mean they are confusing. So yeah. Yeah, I mean I I would still agree that yeah this is not such a not such a hot ability at all. Yeah, yeah. Anything under like a hundred points, it's almost total garbage. But when you get a a big battle going, it can be solid. Um, uh, the next one. Uh, the Typhoon, this one, eh, it's just not that great. Uh, the cannons are just not very good. The price the price is too high for the speed and cargo SS with four cargo. Reroll, mm-hmm. reroll ability is nice, but, I mean, it's not going to really make the ship that much better because she doesn't, she doesn't really excel in anything in the first place. The only way she's above average is her cargo space, but everywhere else is average or below. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she is a good-looking ship, though. Yeah, kind of. I've never liked the... I don't know. I've never liked the way she looked for some reason, but I like the other ones better. It's kind of dark, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, speaking of dark, and actually we're getting to what is probably one of my favorite Jade Rebellion ships mm-hmm. and Spanish ships, but we'll get to that in a later set review. Yep. Virtuous Wind is an awesome three-master ship. Incredibly well-armed, fast, great hold space, useful ability. Um tad expensive for a three-masted ship, but it's awesome at everything it does. You can just throw a Captain or Katsurachan on board. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I love this one, too. It's fun to use. Yeah, it's, this is what I call, like, a stacked ship. It just great stats and abilities in every category, so there's nothing to really complain about. And probably probably their best overall hybrid, I would say, general. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just a really amazing ship. Just such a cool one. I remember... Um, I talked right before we started recording about I played a 10th anniversary of South China Sea's game um, in February 2016 because the set came out in February 2006. And um, I played against my friend at college and he was when he when I introduced him to pirates, I gave him um, like a choice of my ships to use before I'd given him his own stuff. And the Spanish version of the Virtuous Wind quickly became his favorite ship. And I think I lost a few games because of that. So, so I almost like regretted like showing them the ship, but mm-hmm. yeah, it did well for him, of course. So, yeah. and, and the Spanish version is, I would say, arguably better because of the bigger crew selection. But, um, but since that's an Ocean's Edge ship, we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we definitely could talk about it now, yeah. I think we'd kind of eat up a half hour waxing on that ship alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tiny bit slower, but yeah, better crew is nice too. Um, the clear wind is next. This one, um, similar, but slightly more interesting than the divine wind has that same ability. Plus one hand rolls against a ship that was already shot at by a friendly ship this turn. Um, it's basically the same ship, but with L range cannons instead of, um, two S's and one L still rank three, but yeah, the clear wind, um, 
I, in my opinion, slightly less boring, but still not all that good or interesting. Yeah, better, but still not awesome. It's still one of those ships that you just... It's at its best when it's paired with a very specific strategy. And unfortunately, that strategy is not one you can really execute in small games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sea Serpent is next. We're getting into the two-masted ships now. Um, sea Serpent is... <laughs> it's an okay two-master, except it's made way too expensive by an overpriced ability. Yeah. Yeah, I think... It, um, I like using it as like a specialty ship for... Smoke pot specialist, smoke pot shot, um, like an escape ship. But again, mm-hmm. that's not, you can't really do that in a smaller game. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just too pricey. You're right. Um, it does have good speed and very good cannons, but it's, it's tough to use. So, yeah. Plus that whole escape smoke pot strategy thing. I've run into a couple of problems while trying to formulate how that works. Mm-hmm. Because you can't do that based on a uh, a free a free action given to you by a captain after moving and shooting. So basically the only way to escape is to start your turn with a shoot. Yep. Yeah, which Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, I wish it would work better like we were talking about multiple ships that had that ability in the Barbary Coast review. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately things didn't quite work for multiple of those. Yeah. Uh, if if you look at that strategy, but um, but well, who's to start sea lion? I've forgotten. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm. Uh, I just didn't know okay. anything else to say. Um, yeah, one, sea lion. Uh, it's not very good. I mean, it just doesn't excel at anything. The cannons are a little worse than average. Speed is speed and cargo are just average. Um, it has that carbon Charlie ability to gain cannons by eliminating coins at your home island, which is great for HMS Dreadnought in like a huge game. But the sea line for is five mass ship. Yeah, the sea line is too small and fragile to really pull that off, especially if you keep ram damage, uh, ramming damage. Um, you know, the ship is going to be sunk real quick, so it doesn't. It's not a. It's not a fitting ship to have that ability. Um, it would have been better with like maybe no ability and SL speed and three L cannons or you know something like that. I I mean every time I see this sh- this ability on a ship I like to imagine somebody just putting 15 guns on it or something. Yeah, like in because, one. Yeah. Yeah, getting to sink Zeus with Sea Lion yeah. with a single <laughs> salvo would be really funny, yeah, especially if you could buff every last one of those guns with who knows Roberto Santana or some yeah. other role ability. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just being silly because that would be <laughs> I yeah, mean you could get Chang Pao aboard because he's Jade, and then you have you have Captain Helmsman and Chang Pao for nine points. <laughs> oh, this is getting silly. I feel like uh, Graham Chapman in a police uniform should walk in. All right, stop this podcast. This is getting silly. Okay, Sea Tiger. Uh, once it loads up, that is. It's. You're talking about ships that aren't very interesting, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is basically the Jade Rebellion's version of Tiger from, uh, from, uh, Revolution. Mm-hmm. Cause there's nothing good going on here. The move is good, but yeah, everything think, else is bad. I think it's okay as an empty gold runner. Um, I have a soft spot for this one cause I, I acquired, um, the English version from Ocean's Edge, which is the same ship basically, just English. 
and the English don't have a lot of good gold runners, and my collection was smaller back then, so I like, I, I still like this one um, as an empty gold runner. She's not too bad, but that's that's it though. You know, there's nothing else to do. Like, no, you shouldn't put crew aboard. Um, the jades don't have a flotilities with it. It's 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 just an empty gold runner. There's nothing else to it. So yeah. Um, the next one is is better though, um, and more more flexible. The sea crane. Um, this one, on the other hand, unlike a lot of the ones we just went over, this one's good in pretty much every way. It has good, very good speed, solid cannons, and then it has the plus one gold ability, the gold bonus, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is generally best as a gold runner. I would send her out empty, or maybe with a captain, because you got solid cannons, and then you still have two spaces left over, and then one of those coins get, gets the plus one bonus. So an okay little hybrid, if not a pretty solid gold runner for them. Mm-hmm. I I don't really use ships like this, but I can see it being a game changer sometimes. Um, obviously, it's no Banshee's Cry, but it probably shouldn't be underestimated. Yeah. Right, sea Phoenix is not at all similar, even though I wanted to simplify things by saying she was. She actually has pretty good guns, a not very useful ability, but I mean... She's not an executioner, which you're going to hear me say at least a few dozen more times by the time we're done reviewing every set in the game. But she's about a rung or two below. You know, she's actually a pretty solid hybrid. Yeah. It's a bit slow. Exactly, yeah. I think she's a good hybrid. The four cargo leaves space for Captain Helmsman, then two spaces left over. Good guns, and then um, you could maybe you could combine that ability with ramming to fill up the last two spaces with gold in one you know, one move action. So you, you board, hopefully you win the board and then you randomly take the other coin. Um, but yeah, it's a solid ship. I used it in a, in a little Jade clone fleet for like a fleet challenge or something from a while back. So it's pretty nice. Um, the next one Mm -hmm. is the sea duck. This one I've seen a ton of times. Um, Lord Denton had this in his Pojo avatar, I think, or maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was somebody else, but, um, so I, I, didn't, I didn't know what the ship was at that point, but then I, I found out about it later on. Um, but the Sea Duck is, in my opinion, I don't know, maybe it's not famous to other people, but the Cursed version is the same. It's a pretty good empty gold runner for the Cursed, because they don't have gold options. Um, but it's a fun ship. The cannons are decent, and then you can, you can snipe, you can double the range and hit on a 6. Uh, good speed, solid cargo, and uh, I mean, it doesn't really have a good roll, but it's, it's a fun ship, if not a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, I experimented with this ability a bit on the USS Destiny, I think it was. Maybe it's just called Destiny. Mm-hmm. But it's not actually a very good ability. I wish it was. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun if you start to mess with the rules surrounding range extension. Because <laughs> I've got something that I'm working on that basically allows... Uh, I don't remember the name of the ship offhand. I'm sure you can guess which one to basically extend its cannon range to 8L. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, it, it would require uh, a few yeah. a few rule extensions that I've already cleared with Wolf, so that'll be okay. Yeah. But Sea Duck is a not particularly awesome ship, although I'm sure she's a lot of fun to use. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, right. so, Admiral Yi. Yeah, you're up. Yeah, you're up. Mm. Um, okay, so this is the first of the turtle ships, and 
to open on turtle ships, I need to say that turtle ships are incredibly flawed by nature of being susceptible to basically instantly uh, being disabled by one ram. Yep. So I play with a house rule where they can't be damaged. Yeah, I like that. Uh, or, or, no, it's not. Or, it's yeah, not they ramming, can't be yeah. damaged. Um, they can take damage, but uh, ramming damage is done to the turtle shell. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's how I do it. But um, I'm going to judge it based on the merits of uh, being outside of that rule, and it's nothing special at all for a one-masted ship. Yeah, this one I don't like. Um, I've hardly used this one. It's just not really worth using. Um, I think turtle ships are slightly overpriced, but we'll see. We, there's a couple good ones coming up. Uh, the next one's okay, Hanson Island. I think it's a tiny bit better. Um, can't be pinned, slightly more cargo. It's got a 2S cannon and 3 cargo, but uh, this one's not, not too great either. Yeah, Hanson Island is... Is it slower than Admiral Yi? Yeah, it? a little bit. Yeah, yeah. A slow one-masted ship. Nothing makes me cry like that. Because you're just asking to get rammed. Yep. Speaking of asking to get rammed, Glorious Treasure, with a name like that, you'd kind of expect to get boarded a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Although, I would say, um, I should have segued into this by saying, speaking of ramming, because this is is one of those turtle ships that I've found is actually a really cool niche-use kind of ship, in that she's sort of a suicide ship. Yeah. Because I really like that ability. So what you can do with it is captain and helmsman use it as just a ram and speed it into uh, the biggest, nastiest capital ship that the enemy has. You'll knock down a mast, you'll kill one of their crew, and if you're lucky, your gun will hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've used that to great success against, um, I think, HMS Endeavor. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. if you, yeah. Yeah, if you get really lucky, you could even succeed with the ram so you have the total damage output um from the one master up to three first three yeah three masts and uh two crew if you win the boarding which is unlikely but still um <coughs> but yeah it's a good ship um i know xerox doesn't like these ships because they've annoyed him to no end in the past because <laughs> his brothers have used them against him and things like that um, they're so much fun to use though yeah yeah they're evil little devils um, oh yes, quite quite effective. Um, the next one is maybe the perfect turtle ship, the Noble it is. Um It has the ability it says ramming cannot eliminate this ship's mass, which is perfect because we've talked about ramming takes them out usually. So that's an ability that all turtle ships maybe should have gotten. Maybe could have been built into the keyword. That'd be cool. Um, but it also has very good speed, SL, two cargo, and a two S cannon. So just a very good little gunship. Um, with the right ability. Yeah. It, uh, the nice thing about this ability is that even, say, if you play with the house rule, this basically can be taken as it doesn't take ramming damage. And, you know, in the even in the real game, it doesn't. Yeah. So this is basically something that has the durability of a three-mass ship. It has SL move. It has a 2S gun. But it's only six points. Yeah. This is actually a pretty solid ship. Um, yeah. You can either go with Captain Helmsman, make it a really weird but cool little warship, mm-hmm. or you can uh, do uh, one of their flavors of named captains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like Noble Swan quite a lot. Um, pr- 
trout tortoise, I <laughs> again, if if turtle ships were immune or at least more resistant to ramming, this would be an awesome ship. Yeah. But as is, it's just kind of. Uh... Yeah, I think it's pretty good. It's a it's a nice defensive ability. It doesn't have immunity to ramming, but at least has uh, some kind of de- defense. Um, mm-hmm. The cannon is great. Uh, very accurate at long range. Um, this one in uh, my campaign game, Command the Oceans, this one has been pretty lucky. It always seems to match up against cursed ships that have only L-range guns. I'm <laughs> using no ramming damage at all, regardless of turtle ship in that game. So she's done pretty well in that game. Because um, I don't really like ram damage uh, on a whole, but we could talk about that another time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this one this one's done well in my campaign game, but Definitely pales in comparison to the Noble Swan. Um, all right, so with that, we look into the, the named crew. So Zheng Li Quan um, is the first one. Five points. Um, he has the sack ability and then trading treasure between wild islands. So a very good crew. Um, just like Don Pedro Gilbert, the pirate's god in Revolution. Um, he's good on the Bauchuan um, to use her as a hybrid, especially with the treasure ship keyword. Other than that, there's not a ton of ships he's great on. Maybe the Virtuous Wind or the Grand Path. Um, he's kind of like the perfect hybrid crew, but the Jades didn't really get a lot of hybrids. Um, but any source of the sack ability, even at five points, will be a welcome addition to a to a minor faction that doesn't have a lot of named crew. So he, he's a good, he's a very good crew actually. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually a fan of sack abilities because I I I know they're useful, but at the same time I can't really stomach sacrificing stuff that I've spent points on just that easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's an oarsman. Um, but the lack of focus on this case, it's got a gold running ability and it's got sort of either, a, you know, it's got sack, which I already have mixed feelings about. I just don't think it's really, as I've said before, it's another thing that's just not really focused enough for me to, to warrant spending points on it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, Shopping Sai, which is linked to basically every single Jade ship in the set, <laughs> is, well, it's Sat and then a faction ability, but it's a Sat crew for, I mean, five points. I've seen worse. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Quan, it's a double action crew with something else tacked on, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but when they have such a lack of name crew in general, it's still a very good one for them. And the Jades have pretty much the best um, named crew selection of all the minor factions. That They do mm-hmm. have that distinction of the main of the four minor factions. And this, this guy is definitely a big reason for it. And he actually got a wacky upgrade in Savage Shores. We'll talk, we can talk yeah. about that at a time. But, and, and actually, yeah. real quick, um, yeah. the fact that he's basically linked to every one of his faction's ships means he is a he's a sap crew that doesn't take up space which i think justifies being five points yeah yeah definitely yeah he's very mm-hmm. flexible um yeah there's a lot of good ships you could uh see usage on i usually put him on the grand temple but the mm-hmm. path the virtuous wind would be great choices too um the next one pairs well pairs pairs perfectly well with him got sura chan she's got captain and reroll, which is perfect for the sat ability of sai so I usually use them in conjunction on the same ship. Um, but overall, this is another... Yo, no, here's another very good Jade uh, named crew. Unlike the other minor factions, they got named crew that were good. 
like we saw the the Corsair's got like John Ward and, and and like Wesley and like these crew with abilities that just aren't very good, but the Jade's got most of the really good core named crew abilities. Um, despite not having quantity, they they do have quality. Mm-hmm. I I think that while Katsura Chan is not super exciting, it can't be denied that both the captain ability and the reroll are very useful. Yep. So if you have points left over, upgrading from a captain to Katsura Chan on a bigger ship is kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, Miss Chang is just a basic zero-point re-roller uh, with a link to Cheng Pao and Grand Dynasty. So I think I can kind of skip over her. Yeah. Um, Kian is, uh, I think that's how it's pronounced, yeah. is I think one of the only instances of this ability on a crew, if not the only, because yeah. this has the Asesino de la Nave ability where every time it hits, it eliminates a cargo, as in either a treasure or a crew. Every yeah. single time it hits. Expensive ability, but incredibly powerful on big ships. Yeah, yeah, very powerful. I think they could have costed it at like five or six and it would still see usage. I mean, mm-hmm. it's better than Fear, which they put at six. It's way better than that. <laughs> um, and it's yeah, better than one, Reverse Captain. Yeah, this one... Um, I know Capitaine Cheval from the Caribbean set has this for the pirates on a crew, but yeah. he's one of only two, I believe. Um, but yeah, it's a really great ability. Um, I like using it on the Grand Path, just blast ships apart. Um, and the a little trivia behind this, um, Yan Ng got his name directly from a WizKids employee because uh, he was one of the... Uh, he's a real person. I think he was one of the artwork designers, I want to say. I'd have to look it up, but... Um, but yeah, this is directly named after um, one of the people who designed the sets and was obviously a part of the early sets here. So that's that's really cool. weird. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And then there's a few other ones. There's probably ones I don't know about, but uh, I know Eileen Bridge O'Brien um, is named after Tiffany O'Brien. Um, and there's probably more out there, but anyway. Uh, the next one, Shang Pao. This guy's also four points, um, gives another great combat ability, basically just world heater, plus one to can rolls against any non-cheater-brilliant ship. So this one's fantastic. Um, I like putting him on the Grand Path Temple, or the Bauchuan. The Bauchuan's probably the best um, ship, because I, le- I learned from Captain Mike that this ability is best used on ships with a lot of cannons, because for every additional cannon the ship has... Um, you get the bonus on that. So it's most cost-effective on larger ships. So a 10-master is perfect. So you can turn the Bauchuan into a decent gunship to, like, a really scary one with the Sky aboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is... I mean, this is standard fare for the cost, but the uh, the link to Mrs... Uh, sorry, Miss Chang, because I guess there is a big difference, <laughs> is actually pretty important because that allows uh, two really very good abilities to take up just a single space. Um, Dragon Eyes is really, really expensive, um, but he's a captain with, I think, crew ransom ability. Yeah. Yeah, which um, I guess it's good, but because of how expensive it is and the fact that I think, didn't somebody get this ability for eight points? Yeah, Bonnie Peel, the pirates. Yeah. Yeah. So this ability got two points cheaper one set later. Yeah, exactly. and I haven't used Bonnie Peel. Yeah, so. yeah he's good. Um, 
like like some of the other stuff, I'll talk. You know, I've I've say this all the time, but he's better in bigger games, campaign games. In a forty point game, your opponent's going to have a limited amount of expensive crew to use um, and to even bring to the table in the first place. So to spend twenty five percent of your build total on this guy um, and expect a lot of crew captures is asking for trouble. You know, it's not it's not going to work out usually. But mm-hmm. you know, he he just gets better and better as the game size increases and as it gets bigger, he costs up. You know, his big 10-point cost is a lower and lower percentage of your build total. So, um, mm-hmm. anyway, um, <laughs> I will have to point out the flavor text. Um, I just randomly saw this because I'm looking at the artwork and I vaguely remembered in the back of my mind that he's kind of a weird guy. And uh, the flavor text says, The real name of Dragon Eyes is kept by the sea. Those who survive his attacks claim that he is really a dragon in human form. And his captives he takes, well... They're just food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, pretty weird flavor text. Um, pretty kind of disturbing, but he's definitely a mysterious character. Um, it'd be interesting if they released more sets if he had showed up at some he's point. He's just Griffin. Yeah, yeah, kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Okay, the so Nameless. Yeah, the Nameless, linked to Dragon Eyes, um, plus one to boarding rolls. It's a nice compliment to Dragon Eyes' gold capture ability. But it should be two points instead of four, so it's just grossly overpriced. I don't think I've used yep. the maybe maybe once in like a giant game, but it was just for the link. It wasn't even mm-hmm. I didn't even want to spend the points, you know. Yeah, they're ninjas, and you get a boarding bonus. It's a bit overpriced, although it is at least linked. Yeah, yeah, that's the only excuse we can give. Um, Warlord Cavendish is actually a very interesting way. I'm yeah, already jumping on the next piece because that's a simple one. Oh, yeah. Warlord Cavendish is a very interesting one because he allows pirate crew to use their abilities. And pirates have basically the best roster of faction exclusive abilities in the game. Yeah. Um, aside from this, it's also a sat crew. Yeah. So I think those are, yeah, I, I guess for five points, this is actually almost as good as you can get. Yeah, yeah, this is a very good crew. Um, kind of a good compliment to uh, Psy. Um, and even better, for the most part, unless you're going to face the English. So, the good on... He allows some wacky crew combinations on, like, really big ship, like the Bouchuan, because then you can have SAT and then Pirate Crew on a 10-master. Mm-hmm. So it gets pretty crazy. So you can throw on Hammersmith or yeah. uh, variations on whatever else I should yeah. call Thread, yeah. but... Emperor Blackheart, maybe. All-powerful or something. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, compete with uh, the Zeus. Um, uh, the next one, Sensei Zhu. Sensei Zeus. Uh, yeah. uh, he's, a, he's like a, re- two, uh, a recruiter. So, three points. Why and when you kill him, you get uh, two-point crew from outside the game. So, it's just it's just one of those. You know, we talked about it a little exist? Bit. Yeah, it's just rough. Um I played a ton of games and I still have almost never seen where this would be useful and I've almost never used it and I wouldn't have reason to. It's just one of those things like maybe a hybrid that's looking for flexibility. Um, you could flip him to get a shipwright or if you're still fighting, get a cannoneer. Um, or maybe or an oarsman if you're desperate. Or if you need Maybe, I know, it's tough. Like a helmsman on a, another ship dies in your fleet. And then you flip him to get another, get a replacement that you, you then transfer or something. I don't know. It's just it's, it's cost effective to just choose what you want before the game. That's exactly. its problem. It's yeah. not cost effective, period. 
yeah, you're wasting a point and you're wasting a cargo space until you reveal him. So. Mm-hmm. And, wait, oh, he does <coughs> take up no cargo space and reveal. I guess you can... Uh, okay, eh, he's still not a cost-effective way of doing things, no. but he could be used in conjunction with uh, Sat. Or, sorry, Sack. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, but even then, he's not as good as two oarsmen. Yeah. Um, let's see. Lee Quinn, I'm getting far away from my mic, uh, is, is a point limit raiser for zero points. I think we've already had her talk about that. Oh, yeah. It was nice uh, that they got one, though, because it makes them more competitive with the major factions. So. Sort of that by default alone would have made them better but than all the other minor factions. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was going to say next too. Because they're the only minor faction to get a zero LR plus five growth. So yep. yeah, Corsairs have some pretty good ships, um, but the fact that the Vikings and the Mercenaries didn't get one, aside from the other problems with the Mercenaries and Vikings, yeah. helps uh, helps make the Jade Rebellion better. Yeah, yeah. He looks like uh, he looks the crew portrait. He looks like some modern guy. He doesn't look like. Somebody from like a long time ago, in a way. He's a time traveler. Yeah, he looks like some businessman in like a, a Hollywood movie or something. I don't know. Um, he is. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, maybe he is. That's where his ability comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's even based on a real life person too. I don't. Who knows? Mm, um, maybe. Like yeah, probably not. But um, they get a fire pot specialist, which is good for the jades. While well, the other factions got one too. But now we're into the pirates. So that was most of the jade faction. Uh, the first pirate ship is the Lady of Scorn, which is a five master that just wastes points on broadside of the pack. And unlike the other great pirate five masters we've talked about, this one stinks um, in comparison. It's not total garbage, but it's quite close. <laughs> yeah, the armament is subpar. The ability is is terrible in any ship that has any four rank guns. And I mean, I guess it has a good cargo space, but it's not fast enough to really make use of it. Yep. It's not well armed enough to be a real dreadnought. It's not fast enough to be a hybrid. Yep. Okay. Feathered Hat, which I think I have like six copies of that I need to trade away. Wow. Feathered Hat is actually kind of, it's kind of like Obago, but a little bit better. Because it's faster, it's better armed, uh, same price, same ability, but has less cargo space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, definitely I think, better. I think that ability is probably a little bit underrated because it does allow you access to stuff like Kian Ng or uh, uh, what's his name from Spain, the one that blocks the first hit each term. Oh, uh, Joaquin Vega. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, Joaquin Vega. Yeah, you can put some really powerful abilities on the ship and turn what seems like an average ship into actually a pretty devastating one. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, regardless of the ability, I like the speed, and I like that 2S cannon at the front. It's just begging to have a fire pot specialist assigned to it, especially with the bow probably going to be the first shot of the shoot action. So it's a nice ship. It has a nice green look, like some of the other ones from this you know, green set with the green cards. So I, I like it. Uh, the speed is the best asset, but it's pretty solid overall. Uh, the next one, the Black Heart. Um, not to be confused with the crew. This one has the word separated, so it's <laughs> Black Heart, not Captain Black Heart. Um, well, I what like if you put a captain on the ship? Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I like this one a lot, actually. I think it's underrated. Um, the speed is quite good. Uh, the 
5 cargo has the reroll ability, so it's perfect for like an SAT crew or something like that. The guns really aren't too great, but um, I think it's a serviceable hybrid and an underrated one at that. So I've used her pretty effectively, actually. I mean, you make it for a point. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, I want to say it's Shadow from Spanish Main, if I'm thinking oh, okay. of the right ship. Mm-hmm. Um, this probably has a better ability. I don't remember, although yeah, worse cargo space, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's not too similar, but it's maybe similar in how good it is. Yeah. I don't think I'll end up using it, although it probably does have uh, pretty good use as a durable but still quick gold runner. Yeah. It's pricey, though. Yeah. All right. Um, after Blackheart comes Bloody Spear. And Bloody Spear is. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's a boring yeah. ship. It's. It's not super fast. It's not super well armed. It doesn't have a fitting ability or a unique one. It has okay cargo space. Yeah, I don't. I don't like this ship at all. And I'll talk about that in later sets too. That have a lot. Some of the later sets have a lot of boring ships like this. It's just like boring in every way. Like plus one to boring roll, super common. Everything else is average, like perfectly average. So, yeah. Oh well. And the car and the artwork isn't good either. It's just like a brown everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, it's not good at all for this set, which had quite a lot of pretty ships. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's subpar for the set, too, so it doesn't mm-hmm. stand out. Um, the Accused, I love. Um, this one, um, crew can't be eliminated unless she sinks. A very good ability for a gunship. Um, linked to Bruce Gray, who is a world hater, to make those 2S guns even better at 1S. This is a 3-master, mm-hmm. 4-cargo L move. Um, just really cool. I, just, I have a soft spot for this ship. Basically... All three of the Pirate Three Masters from this set, I I like quite a lot. Um, my favorite is coming up soon, but um, but this one's my second favorite. Um, I think I made a fleet with just those three ships, actually. Uh, but yeah, in uh, Command the Oceans right now, I tried to take advantage of the ability. I put Captain, Helmsman, Oarsman, and then Firepot Specialist and Musketeer. So then I have all five crew cannot be eliminated, which is really nice. And then I'm shooting off, you know, four cannons, three of them rank two, one with a fire pot. So it's a really cool ship I like a lot. Yeah, I haven't given much thought to this ship until you uh, started talking about it. And when you think about it, it does really have a lot of stuff going for it as a warship because it has a relevant ability. It has great guns. It has a reasonably low cost, a good crew link, and a decent cargo space. Yeah. Yeah, the only real weakness is the move speed, and you can just take care of that by throwing on a helmsman, and you've yep. still got nine points of space to play with. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's this is a strong ship. Although, uh, the way you're talking about, I do wonder, Wolf, if you're listening, we have a question. <laughs> and the question is, how do doctor or uh, sort of crew-saving abilities interact with uh sacrificing crew for an extra action i'm oh, sure yeah. this has been worked out before yeah but I'm it doesn't curious. really work because you can't Ooh. um with sack um the crew has to like stay eliminated and since the ship says it cannot be eliminated unless she sinks then it just can't you essentially just can't sack at all um and then like crew that turn like doctor crew that turn crew face down that's just irrelevant because like the ability they're almost the same so yeah. yeah. So it doesn't really work. But. And the doctor thing, yeah, it is the same ability, plus it's a little overpriced. Yeah, it's even worse. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've never used a doctor. 
<laughs> but um, Madagascar, I'll jump up. <laughs> oh, Wait, what were? What'd you come up with? Oh no! I just you should go to the doctor. You said you've never seen a doctor. So <laughs> checked out. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I also get Madagascar. No, I don't actually get Madagascar because it's an expensive ship with an overpriced ability, weak guns. Uh, maybe you could use it as a gold runner, but there's still yeah. many better options. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just, I just like it because the name is cool because there's like a pirate hideout. Um, and or Haven or whatever. Um, the weird thing I like about Reverse Captain on some of these larger ships that can run gold is if you get attacked, um, you will hopefully have a cannon or two to shoot back with, so then you could actually use it against the attacker, shoot, and then move away with your gold. I mean, you're probably still not going to survive, but I, I think it's okay as a ship. Not great, but... And with a helmsman, yeah. it's, it's quite... It's not a bad ability on a gold runner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and with a helmsman, it's got SLS speed, which is just great in general. So, nothing great, but, you know, it's cool. Um, the next one, so, this concludes this pirate remastered trio from the set, which I love. Um, Greed's Hammer, probably my favorite of the three, although I do really like the Q's. Um, the Greed's Hammer is definitely the best, though. This one has the plus two gold bonus ability, which I've already yacked about being game-changing and game-winning ability. Um, fantastic cannons, even better the, than the Accused, slightly better with an L-range gun. Um, same cargo point cost and speed, though, as the Accused, but um, just a considerably better ability. This one is uh, tempting and cool to use as a hybrid. It's a little tough to figure out the right crew options, but even just Hammersmith um, with an Oarsman would be a pretty good option. So it's a really cool ship. Or Hammersmith plus um, Gentleman Jocard. Yeah, that works too. Yep. Yeah, that leaves you all the space. Yeah, Greed's Hammer is definitely a pretty solid ship, but you kind of do need to play with crew if you want to use this. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost, for me, it's like it's the guns and the ability are both too good to use it as only a gunship or only a gold runner. Like, you almost have to use the hybrid, because if you don't, like, you're missing out big time on one of those two aspects of the ship. Mm -hmm. Because uh, as good as the ability is, the fact that everything else on the ship is also so good, it means that it is pretty tough to uh, use it to its potential. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, yeah, of... double duty. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, you're good. Uh, Plague of the East is <sighs> this is like a distinctly average ship with a not very fitting ability, uh, high point cost, and I guess an above average hold space. Yeah, yeah, it's not too too interesting really. It's okay, but not very good. Yeah, uh, the next one, Yarbrough's Revenge. Um, this one's a little more interesting. Uh, also has a Gold type ability. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess I would put it... Well, yeah. I don't know. I guess that was slightly better. I don't know. Um, put a captain aboard and probably a helmsman, but then you don't have much space to take gold. Um, kind of just like an overpriced like gold raider support gunship. So. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever use it, even though I've got it built and in my collection. I won't use it unless I'm trying to lose. <laughs> Um, next one to Bandito. Oh, sorry. Bandito. Bandito. Actually, I did actually try to say Bandito because it's not a good ship. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I think these ships are okay. I think we had this debate with Whisper last set. 
think they're I think they're kind of underrated. Um, but yeah, the Bandito, I know her quite well because she's in my American Pirates fleet, and that fleet has done remarkably well in uh, both of the Vassal tournaments. Um, so it's in the Bandito is actually part of one of the better fleets like ever tested in Pirates. Um, mm-hmm. So it's pretty good. Um, but um, but I mean, it's not the biggest reason that fleet is actually good. But I think it's I, again, I think these ship types of ships are underrated. It's kind of that classic, like revolution type pirate ship look. Do it looks, it looks nice. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, uh, the Headhunter. We're into pirate crew now. This one is great. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not the cursed version of the Guichuan. He actually had a version as a pirate before. Um, a world hater and sack. So for six good. points. Yeah, wicked good crew abilities um, for a monster gunship like the Zeus or the harbinger um derek the red is a clone that showed up in frozen north so the pirates have two of these crew which is crazy just shows how good the pirate new crew are but yeah he's got a link to the black heart but um it's okay i'd rather use him on like a five-masted super gunship though mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, again i don't like the sack ability and i think they're better sources of world hater but for a lot of people that like these abilities, this is like an ideal crew. And yeah. I'm not actually sure which would be harder to get your hands on, Derek the Red or the Headhunter. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably Derek the Red, but or probably the Headhunter, sorry, but not by yeah. much. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, he's, got, he's got some pretty disturbing flavor text, too. But um, but yeah, this is a wicked good crew. Two of the, yeah. better, two of the best combat abilities in the game. I don't think I've done his uh, canon entry yet, probably because I haven't actually updated that wiki in way too long so i've been a little bit busy but um but i'm gonna jump onto calico cat now yeah which uh is actually just the same as kasura chan but for the pirates it's just a captain and re-roll i think we can agree that since that's a clone of the uh barbary coast version of lady baptiste it's uh a value to jump further onward to kanhoji angria would you say yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. he's uh he's okay. I use I don't know. I think I've used him once or twice now, but only in big games. You would never use this guy in a forty point game. Um, I mean, you can get the home mind reading ability on El Phantasma for four points. Um, yeah. Whereas know, this is just its cost yeah. is inflated by a faction ability yeah, yeah. meme. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, and going back to Calgo Cat, that was one of the. Ironically, one of the least useful versions of her, not because they're not good abilities, but just because you can get those abilities so readily elsewhere, and uh, mm-hmm. you'd rather use the SAT version of Calico Cat for the most part, or of course the Ocean Bed version, which is the best version. Yeah, we'll which talk about is that later. magnificent. Yeah, yeah. Angria <laughs> is way too expensive for a single coin's worth of Home Island rating. I'd rather, uh, I'd much rather pay one point more and get the Revolution version of Devereaux. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Um, here we are to Bruce Gray, who you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. He is just a plain world hater, but he's linked to Accused, which uh, Ben pointed out as one of his favorite three master ships from the set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, world hater is always nice. Um, Bruce Gray also goes well with the Zeus because um, you get, mm-hmm. like with Ching Pao, like I said, 10 masters get this ability really cost effective because you get that plus one bonus on every single cannon. So when there's 10 of them, you really profit a lot. So Bruce Gray on the Zeus makes all those three S's turn into two S's. Pretty nasty. Um, 
So I'll move on to the English, HMS Lord Kettering, their five master from the set. Um, this one's actually super average, not one of those typical amazing Royal Navy five masters that we've talked about, and we'll see more of them. Um, super average overall, plus one against the Jade Rebellion, but I mean, not only is that a faction bonus, but it, they're not a faction that show up a lot, and they're super rare. Pretty, yeah. pretty much the rarest faction in the game, so... <laughs> Yeah, and I'd also like to add, I thought this was a long ship. Oh, oh, USS Kettering <laughs> is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's a link there, because that's... I mean, they have made some interesting naming decisions in the past, yeah. like how there's also a Granville in Frozen North, <laughs> but... Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's no connection, but yeah. Yeah, there probably isn't. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm sure there good. isn't. But, uh, yeah, this is still distinctly subpar for a British ship. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that is, that's a lot of guns for 13 points, but I'd rather have Roanoke. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah much better cargo space and more useful ability. Mm -hmm. um, after that is HMS Malton, which uh, kind of makes me want a milkshake for, uh, milkshake for some reason. <laughs> Malt shop. Um, it's an S-boarding ship. But aside from that, it's pretty average for four master. Yeah. Actually, this feels like an SE box ship. Yeah, it does actually. Good point. <laughs> yeah, the point cost and cargo and speed, especially. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I I think it's cool. Um, I don't know. I just have a I like a lot of the ships from this set, like regardless of how good they are. Um, and the artwork for me is part of the one part of the reason I like this ship. Really clean sails, a nice like blue trim along the bottom with a nice like perfectly white hull. It looks like a French ship for the most part. Um, it mm -hmm. looks like some of the French ships in the later sets. Really beautiful. Uh, um, anyway, I'm getting off topic a little bit. Uh, S-boarding in combination with all those 3L guns is decent, but, um, you know, in comparison to, like, the Brett Walda or, you know, the Interceptor, it, it's just not as good. So looks nice, but doesn't perform quite as well as she looks. Um, Me too. <laughs> Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm not that pretty to look at. <laughs> uh, HMS Caledonia. Uh, this one might seem super dumb or like just boring, but it does have a distinction of being one of the only ships with at least four masts that has a it's single under ten point points total. Yeah, I think points. El Ballista, the Spanish yeah. version of Morningstar. Yep. Mm -hmm. I want to say, wait, yeah. is the Spanish version of Morningstar nine points? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that one's really okay. Good. So yeah, this is like one of three ships that at least I'm aware of that's under yeah. Yeah, the ten points. Yeah, the ship in a box, ship in a bottle, Kesty Gay. Wolf won the stats contest for that ship. Now one has like an eight point cost, which is weird, but mm. but that's not. I mean, it's official as of the community, but not as of WizKids. Um, but yeah. the Caledonia, um, the ability is like literally as specific as it can get. So it's it's like garbage. Speed rebellion ship. The ship may load as much of that ship treasure as she can carry. So ludicrously specific you'll never use it um, but those and it's got such a small uh, cargo space that even yeah, if you found yourself in a position to use it yeah, yeah exactly you can't yeah um my favorite thing about this ship uh the artwork is cool it's nice and pretty um but basically you're getting four decent cannons for nine points so it's it's not not a bad deal really it's not terrible. It's not super exciting. I don't think I'll go out of my way to use it unless I feel like intimidating um, 
my play group by going, look how many big ships I got. And they look, and it's El Balista and St. Thomas Caledonia. Yeah. <laughs> it won't have uh, Spanish Morningstar because I can't afford that. Yeah, 20 bucks. <laughs> 20? Uh, I think there's one on eBay right now for 50. Oh, well, I've seen, I don't know, there's some seller, I forget the name. But, Let um, me know if you see one for 20 and I'll yeah. snap it up in an instant. <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're gone now. I th- might be thinking of like 2014 or something. Yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> that ship's... <laughs> Because there's multiple morning stars on eBay for fifty bucks right now, wow. but um, all from the same guy though. Anyway, huh. HMS Caledonia in particular, yeah, that is frankly a pretty big ship for the price, and yep. I think it's largely justified because I think it has the best firepower of you know those under ten point ships of this size or bigger. Yeah. Um, after that, we're gonna look at HMS uh, Open Up. Um, HMS Galapagos, which actually has pretty solid firepower, but it's expensive. It has a not amazing ability, and it's slow. Yeah, yeah. This is a weird one. Um, the ability says it gets plus L to her base move if she has all of her masts. So with a captain and helmsman, you move SLS with good cannons, but then as soon as you take damage, you slow way down to SS. So, so it's like a good first striker. But after that, it mm-hmm. just falls apart really quickly. So it's, it's yeah. I don't know. I think it would be quite good at maybe 12 points. Um, but it's it's pretty pricey to justify using. So I still yeah, like it. Right. Yeah, I, I like it, but it's not great. So, like a lot of the ships we've set. It. So, yeah, I'd say um, um, Mysterious Islands or Mining Gold plus a Helmsman. Yeah, yeah, that works too. Yeah. Um, the next one, HMS Cheshire. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, Cheshire, you got it right. Okay, cool. I should know how. Um, uh, <laughs> well, you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in this case. And now you do. Um, you do and you did. Yeah. Um, this one is almost the same as the Madagascar, uh, the pirate ship. It's like a SL speed, reverse captain ability um, with below average cannons for decent cargo. So same, same, same stuff applies here, I think. It looks like a bad version of HMS Lady Provost to me. Really? Yeah, I mean, because England doesn't have a lot of gold runner options, and Lady Provost is, correct me if I'm wrong, the same cost, but has a bigger hold space. And it's uh, a schooner. Yeah, 13 points, but almost the same. Okay, so it's cheaper. It has the same move yeah, and it's better. hold space. And better ability. And, and they both have irrelevant um, armament yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't like it. I mean, yeah. as you pointed out, the ability is useful for a gold runner, but this just isn't a good enough gold runner to really warrant using. Yep. First mate Ismail plus helmsman and me. Uh, well, then you're making the ability redundant. Yeah. So first mate Ismail plus explorer. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. Okay. Um. After HMS Cheshire is one of my favorite two-masted ships. I'm nice. glad I get to start off by talking about HMS Prince of... Oh, God, I can't pronounce that. Yeah. Uh, I think Chister. Okay. Chister. Uh, somebody British in the comments correct me. Yeah. Um, it's really expensive for a two-masted ship because it's 13 points, but it has... And it also features kind of an average move. But it has an awesome ability, great hold space, and top-tier armament. This is actually a pretty nasty ship. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. One of the better, one of the best overall two masters in terms of 
not cost effectiveness, but just in terms of purely how good it is. It, it performs, it outperforms how big it is because um, it's a really small ship. I mean, it looks diminutive. I've always thought the, the blockade running ship tape was so tiny that it looks kind of, it looks, it's even smaller than the square rigged two masters and the two masted schooners, but, but this one really holds up per end of the deal. It's about the size of a one master, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it does way better than that. Uh, yeah. This one, I I'm amazed by the crew combos because I've I remember a couple of years ago coming up with like a lot of good crew combos for the ship, and it just like it's almost endless because it's had, yeah. it's a perfect hybrid, um, and it's just there's just so many great different crew options you could put. Um, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can next- do something like Hermione Gold and. Um, and uh, Trevor Van Tyne, so you get an extra gun, yeah. you get more move speed, and you get captain. Yeah. Um, you yeah, can do, good. you can do world haters. You can play with first mate Ismail. Yeah. Ismail, England yeah. has quite a few good abilities. Yeah. I and think one, one setup I did was uh, um, Trevor Van Tyne, and then a marine. So then you got like a four mm-hmm. gun ship at two masts. And you had that powerful defensive ability. So yep. they had to either hit you with L-range guns or ram you. But if they ram you, mm-hmm. they're in trouble if they don't have the ability that forces them not to be pinned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this one is funny, too, because I did a fleet challenge um, where I finagled. Speaking of crew setups, I managed to get um, Davy Jones from Ocean's Edge on this thing. <laughs> so... Or I think I think it was him, not kept Emperor Reinhardt, but either of them would work. But yeah, I get Robinson and uh, some other wacky crew aboard, and it gets crazy. Yeah, Robinson <laughs> and uh, Brother Virgil, he allows other crew of nationality sports. So anyway, uh, the next one I I like um, HMS Hibernia. Um, the cannons can't be limited if. Um, uh, if derelict, she cannot shoot, but then if you put Northman aboard, you get rid of that. So this ship, um, uh, it's it's really, I'll be honest, it's really expensive for what you get. It's not worth it, but in a bigger game, it's pretty fun to put a Captain Helmsman aboard and then get dismasted, and then you, you're moving around at SS with two L cannons still shooting when, you know, so, you know derelict. Um, oh, wait, oh, never mind, you're right. Yeah, when dismasted. So it's it's cool. It's one of those cool little things, but... It, it is, I, I'll admit it is really pricey for you get. Yeah, compared to um, Chister, I'm going to say, which we just talked about, at the same point cost, it's not really comparable. No. Although it is an interesting novelty in bigger games. Yeah, exactly. Support yeah. that. Yep. Um, right after I talk about HMS Gallon here, I'm going to grab a second drink uh, whilst I let you voice your thoughts, which probably won't be all that long, yeah. considering this <laughs> is not an amazing ship at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cheap for an eight master. That's all I can say. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Um, reminds me of HMS Mayfair from Next Set. Um, same point cost and speed and cargo and a similar ability. Um, Jade Rebellion crew can use their abilities on the ship. Other than Keon Ng, there's not really much the Jades have to offer the English because they already have really good name crew. So I've never liked this ship. The artwork is kind of boring. Uh, compared to the other ones in the set, too. So she's not good or interesting in any way, really. Um, HMS Resolute. This one I'll never like. It's a super boring ship. Um, plus one of boarding rolls, just average in every other way. Um, cost Below average with hold space. Yeah, 
the cost should be like six or something. It's just not very good. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, actually, five wouldn't be too far out of line because yeah. HMS Marisman from Spanish Main is six, and that at least has a fun ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a five-point ship in a nine-point pair of shoes, and I would not be... I wouldn't be mad at anybody for burning their copy of HMS Resolute. <laughs> um, H- well, yeah, because it is, I guess, rare and save for completionists. Yeah, anyway. or at least save as charred remains for completionists. Anyway, um, HMS Discovery is okay. It's it's got a good gun. It's got a good move speed. It's not too expensive, and it has a decent ability. But it's still a one-masted ship that can be made derelict with a single ram. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's decent as far as one masted sloops go. Um, I guess I don't know, like maybe empty gold runner with a flotilla on the back to protect it. Um, yeah, actually, that, flotilla is a good idea. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe um, sat plus the yeah, flotilla. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a pretty good idea. Definitely. Um, that and also. Um, if you if you're farming mysterious islands, the reroll could come in handy, I guess. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. Uh, William Dampier, so we're into English crew now. Says pirate crew can use their abilities on the ship, which is nice. But and then he has the SAT sad ability. So for five points, basically the same as Warlord Cavendish, but for the English. Um, good crew. They have better sources of SAT, and they don't really need many pirate named crew. There's some good ones. They can use. They have Virgil if they want. Yeah, exactly. That too. Yeah, Dampier is good, but you you don't really need him in smaller games. He's just kind of redundant. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, James Cook, though, I would like to say, mm-hmm. is okay. I think this is actually a pretty powerful ability because for the longest time I didn't notice that it basically unexplores the island for your enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, right. I mean, that ability, the, the unexplore thing is not super useful, but the ability to explore without wasting a turn or, you know, Mark has explored is, I can imagine, pretty useful in bigger games. Yeah, it's OK. I've tried it. I've had the same theory, but it doesn't work as well as you'd think. I don't know. It kind of works out weird where like ah, it just doesn't work that well. It doesn't have like a big impact, I guess. But I used HMS Kirkwall in my Economy Edition game. And, uh, it didn't, I mean, it helped a bit. It kind of saves you time a little bit, like, down the line when you're going to the islands. You don't have to explore them, but, uh, it's okay, but I don't think it's that great. I think it should have been two points. I do like how James Cook, they made him a crew, because he was so important historically, so I like that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, Ken Wong Cho. Uh, two points, Jade Rebellion crew may use their abilities on the ship. Like I just, yeah. said, with the, like I just said, with the Gallant. Um, other than Kianning, they don't really have much to offer the English, so pretty much mm-hmm. totally, totally irrelevant. I would say a waste of a crew. They should have done something more unique with this. Yep. All righty. Um, Hidden Cove, I'll let yeah, you uh, share your expertise on. Yeah, yeah. this one is crazy. Uh, I've already talked about how events should never have happened, and I, um, outside of the Vassal tournaments, I ban them. I don't, I don't play with them because um, they're so OP. And this one's almost as bad as mermaids. Um, you get the jump on an enemy ship and knock them out or or start exploring. You can use it with all sorts of good stuff like UTs and um, uh, 
all sorts of stuff. Altar of the Loa and Lost and like, uh, and then you can you just use it as a springboard to like jump way farther than farther than you normally would be able to. So, mm-hmm. um, Wolf, people have probably already seen this, but um, it would be better if it said dock one of your ships at the nearest explored Wild Island. Um, but when it's unexplored, you can just use it as a mm-hmm. first turn springboard, which is almost exclusively what it's been used as. Um, to win tournaments all the time. Yep. I I can see this. Like, even if you don't use it for your first turn, raid the first island, go home, drop off your gold, and then use it to save time getting to the second island. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, After Hidden Cove, I'll talk about Colin Maberly for not all that much time because that's not a useful ability. Yeah, treasure trading with an S is a gamble and not nearly worth three points. I think it could be one, maybe. One point. Yeah. Uh, he looks win- like he has a one-point face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he's <laughs> I hope he wasn't modeled after a Wizards employee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's been in the book all day, maybe. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Favor of the Gods is the next one, another event. This one is just stupid. Um... I just hate events. They, they basically it's an anti-event this, event. Yeah, they put this into the game to make up for mermaids. So, like, you literally... It's literally WizKids admitting the massive mistake they made with mermaids and other events in Revolution and mm-hmm. put this in to fix it. But then it just makes it... Now, then you have to have this in your fleet, too. So, back in the day, you had to have mermaids to be competitive. Then you had to have favor the guys to stay competitive. So there's five points you have to spend on these two events just to like win tournaments. So it's just awful. They should have been yeah. so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, like this is like my version of like the faction bonuses for you. Like, I'm just going to hate it every time. I'm just going to rip it, it without <laughs> abandoning it. Well, take it. it's your signature move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's my signature, like annoyance basically. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's see, what was next? Was it La Voz de Dios? Yeah. Okay, was it your turn or mine? I did Fear of the God, so you can go. Okay. All right, so La Voz de Dios is another case where they waste broadsides on a ship that has a four-rank gun. Yeah, it's ever, almost like... Ever, well, ever, Yeah, almost the same ship as the Lady Scorn, just slightly faster with one less cargo. Yeah, just that. Yeah, two, That's two all it is. similar. Yeah, actually, they weren't all that creative with this set, if you think about it. I think they Um, were, but not with five masters. Well, no, think about how many of those Jade Rebellion ships have that um, ability against ships previously shot at. And then this basically is Lady Scorn. Yeah, Yeah, the Lord Kettering wasn't very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, And I think Monkey's Paw is basically this, but with fear instead. Yeah, 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 pretty similar. Yeah. yeah, it's a, yeah, I think they were creative. I think the set is really balanced. I think it has great balance. There's not a lot of crazy good or crazy bad stuff, but the five masters were definitely a letdown. Um, we'll see a good one later. But uh, anyway, um, mm-hmm. Santa Ana, um, next one, one of the better Spanish ships in the entire game. Um, you say Santa? What? It's December. Oh, oh great. Did uh, you say Santa? Uh, yeah, totally. Santa Ana. Um, this oh. one has extra action built in, like the Titan. This one's four mass. Very good um, cannons. Has good <laughs> cargo. Big point cost, but it should because it's so good. I mean, it's just a really great gunship. 
uh, and just really effective. It's a good hybrid too, honestly. Yeah, not bad. That ability is useful no matter the role it finds itself in. Mm -hmm. Uh, It does have good armament, uh, good hold space. Yeah, maybe a little bit on the pricey and slow side, but that's just because it's Spanish. (laughs) Because that's just kind of how Spanish ships work. Um, Let's see. I'm going to read uh, Principe, if that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Okay. I think this may actually have one of the longest names of any ship in the game. Yeah. Um, But El Principe de Asturias. I'm probably butchering that pronunciation. That's how I've said it. Yeah, okay. I think it's three. All right. It does have a good ability. It does have, which actually meshes pretty well with its armament. Yeah, it's Um, It's not too expensive. It does have a great hold space. I think this is probably one of the most underrated schooners out there because you can basically outfit it to either run gold or have quadruple 1L guns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a good hybrid or a good gunship overall i've always liked this ship quite a lot um it was one of the signature ships of my experimental cumulative game in 2016 january um i like it quite a bunch um oh and then the other thing i was going to mention there was a spanish three-decker with the same name that fought at the battle of trafalgar the flavor text doesn't talk about that but i think the name may maybe hopefully it came from a historical uh so yeah um, even if there's not a flavor connection. So, so I like that too. But, but yeah, this ship is it's quite good. I like it a lot. So. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, I'm not sure if I've posted the top 10 schooners list, but and my memory may be faulty, but I think it might have made the list. Really? Okay. Yeah, because it is an excellent ship. Yeah, it is quite good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, next one, a Habana. Habana. Um, this one is cool. Oh, what's the one? Oh, there's some ship that's like almost identical. It's Destiny. Destiny. I, I talked yeah, about it earlier. It's yeah. basically Destiny with a slightly a slower better. move speed, but it's more better. accurate guns. Yeah, more cargo. Yeah. Um, yeah double the... So it has the sniping ability. Um, eight point. I like this ship a lot. It's it's just a, it's yeah. like a cost-effective gunship. It's never going to be amazing, but it's, it's quite effective for eight points. Yeah, I'm actually going to write this ship down because I'd like to see if I can make a Spanish version of uh, the American fleet that I most recently played that used Destiny and a flotilla. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm using the Destiny and Basil Campaign Game 3 right now. Um, but I usually like to have ships with at least SLSB to tow flotillas. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah, I like it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, I... I feel overall the same way about it. It's actually, now that I know that it's basically better than a ship that I've used, I kind of feel like I have to use it now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, after I talk about El Alchemista, I've got to use the bathroom cool. because I've downed three hard ciders and a large glass of water and I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. But El Alchemista has what I think you would consider one of the most powerful abilities in the game. It's got a good move speed. Uh, reasonable armament, solid point cost, and good hold space. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a uh, such an incredible ship. I've used this one a ton. Jumping uh, up to let you talk. Yeah, she always does great. Um, you know, I'll keep going. Um, I like um, usually just a good old gold runner, maybe a helmsman. I will say, kind of like the USS James Madison, which we'll see later. This is a pretty decent ship for a chieftain, a tribal chieftain, if you're using native canoes. 
the Spanish canoes cost nine points. Um, this ship costs 11. So then you could put the chieftain aboard. And then you have the plus two gold ability of the Alchemista. And then every single Spanish canoe has the plus one gold ability. So you can go crazy with the gold bonuses to really rack up your gold score. Um, and then you still have two points left over for a helmsman. So that's nice. Then you'd only have two cargo, but it's still a, still a solid combo. And the other thing with the Alchemista, I haven't used this one as a hybrid yet, but with more cargo space, you put a captain aboard and nothing else, maybe an oarsman, and then you'd have good guns and still have a really good gold ability um, to be a solid hybrid. Um, and then I'll continue the next one, La Annunciata. This one, um, I've always thought this was overrated. I don't know if it's because Wolf likes it specifically, but... Um, um, Wolf likes it, so I don't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's good. It has this tailor-made combo with Keon Ng, because it says Jade Rebellion crew can use their abilities on the ship. So hmm. you can put Keon Ng aboard with a captain for that perfectly fills up the cargo hold and the point cap space um, at 7, and then you eliminate c cargo with the shots. But um, that's the best way to use the ability, but um, overall it's not great. I would say maybe captain with a flotilla behind it is maybe the better way to go possibly, but it, it's good. It's yeah. I think it's slightly the, overrated. The Spanish probably have better options for flotilla tugs. Um, cause honestly, the ship's only real advantage is its speed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess it's probably, it's more durable than any of the one masters that they'll have with this speed, but it's, it's still nothing special really. Yeah. Yeah. The San Salvador or the Monarca from earlier sets would probably be better for flotillas. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, La Monarca actually makes for quite a good gold runner. Mm -hmm. In addition to Flotilla Tug. Yeah. Um, San Agustin is, aside from its, I guess, fair point cost mm -hmm. and good cargo space, pretty average. Yeah, I've never liked this one. She reminds me of, like, the Gallant, because she's just not that great, and her artwork is boring. Um, yeah, the cargo's solid. Not a terrible gold runner, but uh, really not very good. So, um, The next one I love. Algesiras. Um, this one is the first version. The Ocean's Edge version is, is far more popular. Um, it is a little better than this one. Uh, of course, way more common, too. Um, but this one is a Home Island Raider. 11 points for a 2 Master with 3 Cargo, SL Speed, and ranked uh, 2S guns overall. Um, so I like it quite a lot. I usually don't put much crew aboard. Usually just a Captain, maybe an Oarsman as well. And then you have space to raid enemy Home Islands. Maybe even explore wild islands or raid enemy gold runners. Um, it's kind of an expensive small hybrid, but I really like the ship a lot. I don't honestly like this ability on ships that don't have much cargo space. Um, I know there's only so much use you can actually get out of them. Mm -hmm. Because if you try to raid, say, three or four turns in a row, yeah. by that time, something nasty will have come yeah. back and gone, hey, get away say. from my home island. Yep. But, I mean, to to be fair on it, it probably has just the right amount of hold space to use that ability. Mm -hmm. It has great guns. It's fast. Um, I'd say um, Luis Zuan, the two-point captain plus a helmsman, mm -hmm. is probably the ideal setup for this. Super fast. Um, uh, it's a home island rider and a great little interceptor gunship. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um 
kind of un- underrated too. I've been trying to bring attention to her past year or two. Um, so anyway, I'll probably keep doing that. Uh, You're probably right. Um, San Leandro, which correct me if I'm wrong. Wait, uh, it says rare on here, but I'm pretty oh, sure that yeah. that this card is actually a common, which makes so, it, yeah. which makes it kind of a strange standout as a common one master chip because I'm not sure those exist outside of this set. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think <clears throat> El Raton from the next set is the only other one I can think of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So funny. It's, <coughs> wait, it's El Raton Spanish as well. Yep, exactly. So only the Spanish have common one master chips. That's yeah. strange. What we'll have to find out is next set review. We'll see if El Raton is also 068. Maybe it was some kind of numbering problem. Ooh, that that would be really weird if it yeah. was. Yeah, 068, something about it. <laughs> yeah, then we're gonna have to check every set to see what's wrong with 068 mm-hmm. and why it's a weird chip. Why do I feel like there may actually be some sort of weird trend with 068? Yeah, that'd be funny. Well, Let's figure it out. Yeah. But as for San Leandro, it's not actually a very good ship because it's expensive for a one-masted ship, and its defensive ability is negated by the fact that you can just ram it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Gosh, ram right. it. yeah, that's why I like doing it with ram damage. You make the ship so much better immediately. Um, uh, yeah, it's all right. Um, the cargo ability, speed, and cannon are good enough to warrant... Um, usage once in a while or maybe with a flotilla but but yeah it's, it's quite pricey for the output you'll get um the next one uh speaking of long names <laughs> Miranda, one of the longer names not as long as the marina Rivera, whatever from cc that one's a nightmare um this guy gives captain and reroll, just like calico cat and uh Kassora chan but I think this is the only time the Spanish got those abilities on one crew, so this is something they needed, and it was it was good for them to get this. So good a good combo with um, uh, the Santa Ana from the same set, and he also links to all Spanish ships, which is really nice. So then that would help that ship be a better hybrid um, and pair perfectly with the extra action EA ability. That is good. Um, makes me think of the Spanish version of Virtuous Wind as well. Yep. Um, plus. How many factions have gotten basically this exact crew in this set? The Pirates, yeah, three the Jade, everybody has gotten a re-roll captain in this set so far. So, Not the English, but almost. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, but aside from that, um, I think it does stand out by the fact that you pointed out that it is linked to every Spanish ship. Yeah. So that makes it quite interesting. Um, Horatio Linares is uh, basically just a Spanish version of Ken Wang Cho, I think his name was. Yeah. And we already kind of agreed that he was useless. Pretty so much. let's go to False Treasure, which is a 10-point event. <laughs> yeah, this was um, my I'll first let you event. talk about this. Yeah, this was my first event and the only one I had for a long time. Um, it's kind of funny because events are so OP for the most part, but this this is the one I got. I got, like, the weird one. Um uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's, well, I'll just read it real quick. Read this event. Reveal this event at the beginning of one of your turns. Choosing an enemy ship and remove from the game any treasure coins printed with the gold value on that ship. And then you remove the event from the game. You can only use it once. But for 10 points, um, it's almost unplayable in a 40-point game. Um, it's just really mean, brutal tactic. I know somebody had a game ruined with this. Um, it was Brett B45, I think. Something like that. 
And, uh, yeah, it's either mostly useless or um, game-changing. So, at least it's not underpriced like the other fence, you know, like mermaids and all yeah. the other um, um, you, uh, you could, You're probably uh, about to say what I'm going to say, so I'll just let you say it. No, actually, I don't. So, oh, okay. uh, I'm definitely not. So, you actually yeah. say what you want to say first. I would say, um, whatever his name is, Devereaux, whatever his name is, you could spy because it's a guessing oh, game yeah. called Treasure. Yeah, so you might as well yeah. try to look at what they've got or maybe use that <laughs> Alexandria to see what they're taking Ooh. from the islands. And, then, oh. and you could taunt them that you're going to eliminate it. This could lead to like a game of like hot potato where they purposely don't <laughs> high value coins or something. I don't know. Oh can, my like, god, that, that's yeah, that's could, just so weird. Yeah, it's so it's brutal and mean. But you could like try to coerce them into not taking the high gold. Or no, the best part, you could bluff that rolling fog is actually false treasure and say that you're going to eliminate it. But you're actually it's just rolling fog. You could bluff. Um, I think they'd know because they could look at yeah, all the, the other point cool. costs of what you're playing. Yeah. yeah, in a bigger game, or maybe if you had, like, face-down crew, it would be tough to tell. But, you, yeah, in a 40 yeah. game, it would be silly. But, yeah, like, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, bluffing, I think. We could talk about another podcast, but I made a thread about that a while back. And uh, I just think it's, like, one of the more the underrated and also, like, never-discussed tactics. I just think it's super interesting and kind of funny. It's mean, but it's funny. I don't know. It's really interesting to me. So, anyway. Actually, yeah. I can't really imagine, like, filling up a ship with useless generic crew. And, I mean, I keep all my named crew in their cards, so that doesn't really work as a way of going, oh, look at all these named crew I have. Because everybody goes, no, those are tiles outside of outside of their cards. Those are definitely generic crew. But um, the thing I wanted to mention is how much False Treasure reminds me of... um. Okay, so this is going to get pretty tangential. Um, have you ever played The Witcher? No, I have not. Okay. Um, in the third game in the series, The Witcher 3, which is a fantastic game, I might add, um, there's a card game in the game, like a mini game, that was so popular that the developers turned it into an online card game. Mm-hmm. And I made a deck in that card game that was based entirely around using that game's equivalent of events just to yeah. mess with people. Oh, it, yeah. I didn't expect to win anything. Yeah. But if I were to make a fleet that utilized like one ship and then just every freaking event in the game, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I might have to do that. Just kind of the ultimate annoying fleet. Yeah. Don't expect to win. Just make it really yeah. unpleasant to play against. Yeah. The sad part is you'd have a chance to win if you use, like, the Banshee's Cry or something. Because then you, <laughs> you freeze them for a turn. Mermaids freezes their gunship for a while. False Treasure knocks out their Gold Runner at the end. Like, it would actually be pretty good, which is part of the problem with events. Like, you could you could almost win with a fleet of events by not hardly doing anything. They're just way too good. It's stupid. I need to calculate the cost of every event in the game, yeah. add it up. Yeah. Uh, at least probably, every relevant one. Yeah, it's probably like 25 or somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah, and then I could afford to just make a really stupid good gold runner. Yep, exactly. You could just use high peng. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh God, just make the most unpleasant fleet yeah. possible to play against. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I made um, a fleet like that. I think you may have, I don't know if you saw it or not, but. Was that the one uh, built like, to win the game in like four turns? No, that was a different high peng, but um, <laughs> high peng fleet. But no, the one I used was like with events and like the Bonaparte from TJC and stuff like that. Like basically all my the stuff I hate the most, like in one fleet. So 
it was like as a joke. Like I, I would never play with Sweet. So anyway, me no, never. Oh, oh no, no, I won't. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm actually. I just captured um, Le Bonaparte in uh, Vassal Campaign Game Three. I'm playing as the Americans. I captured her from the French, and I'm scuttling the ship because I don't. I, even I actually was about to say, and you're scuttling her. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't even want to use her. It's stupid. I hate it. So <laughs> that's that's really funny to me, actually. Yeah. I hate it that much. I, I refuse to even use it. So I'd rather <laughs> use the Ocean's Ed version, which is what I'm using in my other game, Command the Oceans. The French launched the Ocean's Ed version because I hate the DJC version so much. And is she still? Or no, she sank. She sank like a week ago, something like that. So, oh well. <laughs> All right, um, I'm gonna hop onto Pat Padre Francisco now. Oh wait, no, I have no reason to because he's just a recruiter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So instead, I'm going to talk about Rolling Fog, except I'm not because you know more about events than I do. Again. Yeah, this one I actually, I can't remember if I've used this one yet. I may have used it once or twice a while back, but I don't. I mean, it's not that memorable because it doesn't do much. Um, it's definitely not worth more than one point. Um, it makes the fog move around, which is a house rule people have used. Um, not as part of the event, but just as a house rule in general, people like rolling fog, like with the icebergs. Um, so yeah, just, it's probably the least impactful event, but at least it's only one point and it doesn't ruin the game like a lot of the other events. Well, it is kind of funny and I'd like to imagine that at some point this, wait a minute. Okay. Oh. I, I, okay. I don't think it'll ever impact a game, but in theory, if you sail the ship into a fog bank and then reveal this, can you move the fog bank with the ship in it? Yeah, I was just thinking that. And I don't see why not? So I'm thinking, but yeah, I'm taking it way too far. I'm thinking about the BC set review with the Nimcha and like a like a home island raider. So you get you get the gold aboard, and then mm-hmm. um, you put you get the ship in a fog bank and then you start rolling the fog bank and then you could combine it with Nemo's plans and runes of Thor or Loki to make the fog bank go in the same direction every turn. And then you could get all the way back to your home Island in the fog without taking action. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If there was a, if there was a, a a version of Nemo's plans for events, which uh, I don't even, yeah, I know is (laughs) utterly broken. Um, but if there was such a thing, well, this would be the perfect novelty use for it. Yeah, there is a mysterious island that lets you bring an event from your collection to your fleet. Which is oh, that's yes. Yeah, that's yeah, it's awful. Exactly, yes, absolutely awful. But um, but yeah, you could roll a bunch of fog banks with that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like um, kind of like some of the other combos we talked about, like. We should get like an award for uh, most obscure combos you'll never use, but would be awesome to pull off or something, you know. Anyway, um, I guess. Well, yeah, your turn to start. Actually, the next one. Uh, my goal is uh, okay. This is kind of an annoying ship because the problem is its base guns are 4L, and it has the world hater built in. But that means that you cannot pad them further. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Only if you have, like, a faction bonus. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, you could use something like, uh, I want to say it's Roberto Santana? 
Yeah, yeah, something like that. But, but even then, yeah, no. it's, it's a bit pricey and just kind of generic in every other way to use. Yeah, yeah, she's not great. Um, basically all three Alcanons, for the most part. Decent speed for a Five Master. Um, I like the, the artwork. Um, it reminds me of a, another Five Master coming up um, that I like even more. Um, mm-hmm. I like the ship, but it's not great as Five Masters go. Um, the next one... I don't know how to pronounce the name. I don't want to mention it. Scipion, I think. Scipion? Okay. I've said similar, so yeah, not too far off. Um, This one is just beautiful, incredibly white sails. The hull is basically like a light cream white. Um, So this ship is basically really beautiful, and that's the only thing going for it, because it's not good at all. Um, Crew of any nationality be used their abilities, but the French already have 16 named crew. And there's nothing to really exploit with that ability. It's not, it's slow and has bad cannon, so it's nothing to do with it. Yeah, I might be thinking of Le Bourbon as the, uh, but I want to say the ship is pretty similar to that. And I gave Le Bourbon a pass as an underrated uh, type of ship. Yeah, I, so, okay. I like the Bourbon better, better guns and better ability. Yeah, um, I don't really remember much, to be honest. Uh, I think Bourbon had better, yeah, better guns in the plane re-roll. Yeah. But um, as a whole, yeah, Le Cipion isn't... Eh, I'd rather have Caledonia. Yeah. All right. La Geograph, however, is a heck of a lot more interesting because for one point more, you get better guns, you get a faster move, and you get a better ability and a crew link. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, it's like the poor man's version of the Black Heart, that pirate ship. It's almost the same, but a point cheaper, a cargo space less, so pretty similar. Um, I've never been able to use this ship very effectively, unlike the Black Heart, but I'm sure she's decent. She she is decent, but not great. Um, I, the Link is okay, not because of the re-roll, but because he's an S-Explorer, and that goes well with fast ships. So with him and a helmsman aboard, this can be a, a decent, durable gold runner to go all over the board. Yeah, I think I actually used it not long ago mm-hmm. in one of the recent games I played. Yeah. Um, the next yeah, one, it did its job well. Yeah. Uh, next one, Lake Pluton. I'm glad I get to talk about this one. This is a really weird ship for me. I've all, I've like obsessed over this ship to try to figure out how to use her best. She's not great, but I'm always convinced that she has great potential and she usually dashes my hopes. <laughs> um, uh, basically, um, she is able to take as much treasure from any ship when she wins a boarding party as she can carry, um, which fits great with the five cargo. The biggest problem is the cost with 15 points and only L speed. It's a really pretty ship with the blue and white sails. The cannons are decent, but kind of weird. 2S, 3S, 4S, 2S. It gets better at the at the stern again. Um, so it's a decent ship. I like to try to use her with like extra actions, Captain Helmsman. But no matter what French crew setup I have, I usually have like just one cargo space short. Because with this ability, I like to have at least three spaces open. Because if you only have two... That's only a one coin upgrade over a generic boarding party. So I like to have three spaces open when I'm trying to hoard gold. Hoarding gold is actually the keyword would they use with Fitzgerald. Um, so it's it's really not a great ship, but I just I'm always trying to figure out how to make her make her useful. So I like her, but she's frustrating. 
Yeah, it has two good guns, but then two not so good. Uh, I I think the French have this ability in far too much abundance. Mm-hmm. The cargo space is good, but the point cost is high and the movement speed is low, and overall it's just all over the board. Yeah. Oh, I actually messed. Yeah, I messed up the ability. She has S boarding. Sorry, not uh, take all treasure. Because I I try to use her with uh, Leander Arnod from Frozen North, who can take all treasure um, up to the ship's cargo space. So I try to use him, Captain Helmsman. Then you have two spaces left. So anyway, that's just the combo I try to use with her. Uh, Maybe I'll figure it out someday. (laughs) One of these days, I'll get you Le Pluton. And your little dog, too. Uh, La Corsa (laughs) is the terrible ship. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there's nothing exciting. Yeah. It would be okay with like SL speed, but it's only L. So. Yep. Um, uh, next one, Le Mont Blanc. Not, a fun one. Uh, not the flotilla version. This is the ship. Throw um, the flotilla behind the ship. Oh. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Um, this one eliminates two masts with one hit, but makes it really expensive for two masts. Um, that ability just is not fitting, unlike the Endeavor. So it's too pricey. I like the ships. The cannons can't be eliminated better than this ability on a small ship. So, oh well. Yeah, I I do like this ship, and I'd like to uh, put a. Uh, ideally, I'd like to put a sort of captain world hater hybrid on it. If the French get such a thing, um, you'd probably know. But in addition to that. Uh, musketeer, just to pad the firepower out. Oh more. yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yep. Yeah, so you've got this little two-master ship that's capable of derelicting a six-master in a single shoot action. Yeah, yeah, if you get lucky. Which is yeah, which is really funny to me. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really a pretty ship too. Yep. Not a, anyway. not a super amazing ship, um, considering you can get honestly about the same amount of firepower more reliably on ships like HMS London mm-hmm. for a point cheaper. Yep. But as far as novelties go, sort of a little cat with big meow. Speaking of cat, um, a cat that is not mine just walked into this room. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, I just feel like saying that. (laughs) Calico cat. Was it Calico? Yes, actually, it is a Calico cat. And this cat is kind of nuts. So I have to make sure it doesn't start clawing me. Anyway. Um, Leros, I think is how it's pronounced, is a pretty solid hybrid home island raider kind of ship. Yep, great ship. Yeah, um, sort of similar to the Virtuous Wind a little bit, uh, a little less cargo. This is one of my favorite French ships. I got her a long time ago, too, actually. Um, but anyway, that's the story from out of time. Um, but yeah, very good hybrid home island raiding with good cargo, SL speed, and really good cannons, so... Um, reminds me of the Greed's Hammer a tiny bit, where um, you don't want to waste um, the great gold ability or the very good cannon. So she, she's almost forced into a hybrid role, but at least she can play it really well. Um, the next one, um, this one, uh, it's like the Dervish from... Why do I think of Hitler when I look at the ship's name? Yeah, of course. <laughs> the Fuhrer. Um, yeah. Um, it's like the Dervish, though, from Barbary Coast, because it's really cheap, but has, like, a negative ability and is too slow to do much with. Um, the best use for her is basically, um... Gold runner. Uh, yeah, exactly. Just empty 
then you sail out to L, get two coins, most likely, and then just sail back for three, for three points. Not fit. terrible. It's Banshee's cry for people who have self-respect. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, really, I have actually used this ship pretty yeah. recently. Um, I used this ship because I did want a very cheap gold runner, but I didn't want to use Banshee's cry, so I used yeah. this. Nice. Um, I think it took basically the entire game to get to the nearest <laughs> island and then back yep. having nice. filled its hold up yep. but um nice. i mean it was a very boring ship to use because yeah. it is a boring ship but yeah. <laughs> I, I i've used it or i'm trying to use it um in command the oceans if the game has gotten so big the french basically completed their fleet which means they launched almost every ship in my collection i have for them so i'm pretty much forced to use ships like this but she has a captain, so she's going to fight. <laughs> uh, so, because they're just that desperate for gunships because they ran out of stuff to launch. So they got to use stuff like this. But um, anyway, the next one. Um, oh, no, you start. Sorry. <laughs> I keep doing that. Sorry. Uh, actually, I don't have much to say about Le Argus okay. because it's another ship like, I think, San Leandro, too expensive and made obsolete by the fact that it's. Uh, defensive ability yeah. is overcome by ramming. It's a one-master yeah. ship. Yeah, it is very similar to San Leandro. I didn't notice that before. Just a different, better defensive ability, but slower. I wonder um, if this one's common, too. No, it's definitely rare. I remember my card for it. There's not many like that that are have the error. Um, all right, so moving on to the crew, French crew. Um, Nicolas Thomas Baudin. Uh, this one is linked to the geography um, so I already talked about how the link is pretty cool because the geography is fast. The S exploring, like James Cook, um, it's okay. But, uh, it just never seems to work out. It, it's always like, ooh, I should try this this game, or oh, maybe this campaign game I actually use S exploring, but it just it never seems to actually pan out well. So yeah. I don't like the ability. Um, I think likewise we can. I mean, we've really talked about this ability already. Um. Although it's definitely better than the James Cook instance of it. I think we can skip over Gentil de la Barbinet because he's just a plain four point French world hater. Yeah. Um, so, Cursed Zone. <laughs> this is a really weird event. Yeah. Yep. Um, you'd kind of have to be very picky about where you put it down, and even then, it's not as good as some other events. Yeah, Becalmed is better, because um, it has to stay there, and then the opponent can just avoid it. Um, it'd be, ooh, I just thought of a really nasty combo. Put it um, right next to Paradis de la Mer and make it really invincible, or something ooh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, because if if somebody even did roll a one, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, would minus two in that instance... You know, add two to the total? No, not really. Uh, no. Oh. Or would it subtract it from the total? Actually, yeah. Never mind. Good catch, because that's a, not a good combo. Any die rolls for the made for the ship. I, I, so I, I, instead, I it would be an anti-parody de la mer. I guess, yeah. This isn't... We might have just made a rules question. It says die rolls made for the ship. So I think... I, I think it would be made for the ship, but you're attacking the mm. port because you have to. It's almost like the person attacking Paradis rolls for Paradis' ability. I think. Yeah, I know. It, it would be. On, I'd have to check on that though. So interesting. 
Yeah, yeah. actually, Wolf, if you're yeah. listening. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. So um, let's make sure one of us remembers to both yeah. down the rules thread. Yeah, yeah. But um, Princess Ari Araya. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Is. Okay, this is a French delimiter. Um, it's. It is a pretty good crew, but also I haven't found that many uses for it because the French don't have many awesome crew. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's niche abilities, or niche uses, I mean. Um, yeah. It's perfect for some of those high peng fleets that are super competitive and super good because um, of the crew swapping that happens, like switching crew with the core. You can fit three oarsmen on the core, do the own, and then, I don't know, it, it gets complicated, but but she's good with those fleets. But other than that, I haven't really used her. Um, next one, Duel, is another event, uh, five points. So you pick two crew, one of yours, one enemy, roll a d6, add them to the point cost. It's almost like a crew versus crew boarding party randomly in the middle of the game. Um, Except it's five points. Yeah, it's kind of cool thematically, but it's not really worth the cost. Um, and you have to have like a, if you're trying to take out like Davy Jones, you got to have like a high point crew to even stand a chance. And then if you lose, it's not only a waste of points, but then you lose the crew too. So it's, yep. uh, whoops. That doesn't sound good. No, it's, no, it's all good. It's fine. <laughs> all right. Um, USS Thomas Jefferson. Finally, oh. an at least a vaguely interesting five master in this I set. Love, oh, I love this. Oh, yeah. This is what um, I've been. This has been what I've been alluding to, like the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the only five master that has S board? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I want to say yes at first it, glance. I think. It doesn't have an awesome move speed, no. but... wait, no. the Harbinger from DV- DJC, Pirate, the second version of the Harbinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, as a whole, the fantastic armament and good hold space of this ship are, uh, are uh, they're quite impressive. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love this ship. That's <laughs> what I was talking about earlier. With, like, it looks similar to the Gowl. And other, um, some of the other ships, but she looks even better. She's got like the blue trim on the hull, really cool sails that are like white but faded. So it looks like a veteran ship, but still clean. Um, anyway, the, the name is amazing. Strikes fear into your opponents. Um, S boarding is fun. Um, perfect, nice 17 point cost. Good for named crew, but not like ridiculous. Um, so still viable in 40 point games. Lots of cargo for all those crew. Um, Awesome two S cannons around the board. Um, that move is average, but that's to be expected from a ship this large. And uh, mm-hmm. just I've just totally fallen in love with this ship, and it's one of my favorite American ships. One of my favorite five masters. She kind of reminds me within the set a little bit of the Grand Path because this armament is almost the same, point cost same, cargo move the same, and then instead of plus boarding, one boarding it has. Yeah, instead of plus one boarding, it has S boarding, so it's quite similar. Just a short range brawler with the best of them. So awesome. Yeah, yeah, I would highly recommend acquiring this ship um, if you're listening. So. If you play the Americans a lot and really want it, otherwise it'll be a pain in the ass and you won't. Yeah, yeah, like, it? It, it could cost you ten bucks or more. So be warned. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, oh yeah, my turn. Uh, USS Appalachian. Um, this one's Lunch. another really I'm, nice I'm gonna... It's another really nice looking ship. Um, it looks almost the same as the Malton, um, the English Foremaster, but um, it's not actually very good, though, because broadsides attack with rank 4 cannon, but 
Um, I've used this in my campaign games. It's fun to put like fire shot aboard with the three out cannon, but I mean, realistically, it's not very good. It's just good looking. Yeah, it's not an amazing ship. Although I do have a couple interesting anecdotes to share, not necessarily about this ship. Um, but okay. So I have family out in Tennessee, which is mm-hmm. the heart of Appalachia, mm-hmm. the region of the country. Um, one of my mom's cousins, a fellow by the name of Mark, refers to himself as an authentic Appalachian American, and he is listed in the U.S. Census as, I joke you not, angry man with gun. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know this. Uh. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know this. But yes, I have uh, a family member who's listed in the census as angry man with gun. Nice. <laughs> Interesting cool. fellow and yeah. an alcoholic. Oh, wow. But, um, okay. <laughs> anyway, enough about Mark. Um, USS Hudson um, seems to get of a lot, uh, quite a lot of attention from people as being one of their favorites from the set. Yeah. Yep. And while it does have a decent ability, it really doesn't have that great of hold space or armament for its point cost. So I don't really think this is as good as a lot of people sort of treat it as. Okay. Yeah, it's quite good. Um, the speed speed often wins games. So a four master with SL speed, combining the armament with that nice accrual elimination ability, it's quite it's pretty good. It's never going to be a hybrid at all. It's um, not it's HMS fine. Oxford is basically what I'm complaining about. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not. Um, but it's it's quite good as far as Americans go. And it continues their long line of effective four-masted schooners. They got so many great ones of that ship type. Um, I like her quite a bunch. You're right, though. She is, unlike some of the other ships in the set, she's not underrated at all. Um, I think she's known as the purple people eater by somebody or something like that. What? Uh, yeah, something like that. The one one that. One. Well, I, I, messed up. I messed up the song. Uh, I apologize, uh, anyway. listeners. Yeah, it's a, it's a good swift gunship so quite good mm-hmm. uh, uh the next one i like james madison uh a nice spying ability i think this i think this one's underrated i always use this ship as a as a cargo ship in campaign games sometimes as the first sometimes in the starting fleet um it's perfect for the american native canoes because you have 10 points for the chieftain and you still have three spaces left over for gold um mm-hmm. it's a really good gold running combo for 20 points and then it has the cannons aren't great, but they don't need to be. It's a it's a rare example of a good American cargo ship, gold runner. It's still not awesome. I mean, it is pretty quick, but I think it's awesome. It's it's <laughs> on. I mean, okay, it has an okay ability, but it only really becomes relevant once your opponent has actually started to capture some gold. Yeah. Um, there are cheaper ships can, with this yeah. same move speed and hold space. That's pretty yeah. good as far as American cargo ships go. Because they didn't get a lot of gold, good gold runners, so this is one of their better ones. And you can yeah. use the ability to look at face-down named crew if you wanted to check out, see if they have a canceler or something like that. Oh, that's, that yeah, is that's true, cool. yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I guess it's of decent value to the Americans, but in yeah. as far as the entire game goes, it's not super impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, would you like to talk about USS Montezuma? Yeah, I yeah, sure. I love this one. <clears throat> um, she's good. Um, not. I mean, I guess I overrate her. 
I like I like uh, American Blockade Runners, just like the four masted schooners. They got a lot of good ones, and we'll see a bunch of them. Or, well, we'll see a bunch of them over anyway. Eventually, um, has a good ability. Um, other ships do not block the ship's line of fire. That's perfect for the two L cannons, because um, the L range will help you reach through ships. Um, it's kind of a little pricey, eight points for two guns, but it's good. It's great backup for Constitution. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's about all I can say about it because it's not executioner. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, USS Valley Forge is just kind of an inferior version of uh, what ship was I just okay Montezuma. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Um, you're right though. It's just. Uh, it's okay as far as two-masted support gunships, but nothing special, really. <clears throat> uh, the next one I, is something special as far as I'm concerned. USS Overton has some of the best guns in the game. 3L, 2L, 3L, but then they're boosted with World Hater to 2L, 1L, 2L. Um, I don't. I like using this ship as a pure gunship, not a hybrid. Um, maybe with shot equipment, um, firepot specialist. Um, uh, as far as just pure cannon fire goes, it's one of the most accurate three masters in the game. Yeah, I... One thing that stands out to me is that if you got another world hater on this, you could, in theory, have triple 1L guns mm -hmm. because I believe that basically any discrepancy between the texts of an ability allow them to, to stack almost yeah. all the time. I just don't see it as necessary... It's yeah, like, it's honestly, overkill. it's not. But um, yeah. but that firepower level at that cost is pretty hard to argue against. Yep. Yeah. The fact that it gets it against forts, which a lot of uh, world haters don't, yeah, means that uh, the Overton, I guess, is maybe one of the better ships to deal with certain forts that are not Parity de la Mer. Yeah. 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 It's good. Mm. Um, USS Springfield, on the other hand, <laughs> um, I okay. This is another flotilla tug. You can put Minuteman behind this, but oh, yeah. I'd still rather use Hannah because I think it's cheaper. Yeah, yeah. This one is bizarre. I just have to take a second. USS Springfield. It's three masts, eighteen point two cargo, bad cannons. Then it's wicked fast. Then it has that cheerleader ability. Friendly ships win an S the ship plus one of the cannon rolls. So honestly, mm -hmm. one of the weirdest ships ever released. Um, uh, really only great in campaign games. Other than that, uh, it was I, bad. So. I would hide. Um, I mean, the use that I see for this in huge games is not just with the flotilla on the back. No, I mean, yeah, hide, no, in, I mean yeah. in battles, yeah, not just yeah. flotilla, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, hide the uh, cargo master aboard. To, uh, to affect all your ships. That way it's well defended, but it's also on a fast ship. Yep. Um, put the fleet admiral, whatever his name was, from Marbury Coast. Yeah, probably. And maybe sat as well. Yeah. I put um, a tribal chieftain aboard. Because I had oh, Preble. Yeah. This is Command the Oceans. I put a chieftain aboard, and then I had I have Preble on the president, because that ship has reroll built in. Um, but yeah, it's a good it's a good ship to put some extra crew on. Um, well, sort of. I don't. I just don't think I've. I'm trying to think of instances where you're paying essentially nine points per cargo space, like the how bad that deal is. 
as far as points and cargo is concerned, is just almost unprecedented. Like, 18 points for two cargo space. Like, it's just so bad. It's, like, comical. Isn't I there a shit after we pay 10 per... I want to say it's, like, a one-mass Yeah, I'm sure there's some one-masters. Yeah. I think there's some one-masters. I mean, like, Salas here is 17 points for one cargo. <laughs> so, there's worse <laughs> stuff out there, but... Still, though, yeah. for anything, for anything two cargo or more, nine points for cargo space is atrocious. So, anyway. There should be a, uh, a, a like, top ten list of most that you pay, like, most points that you pay to get X amount of cargo space. Yeah, yep. Yeah, just, like, ratio of points spent to cargo space is yeah. gotten. Yep, yeah. I'm always amazed by the, the bombardiers have the worst, like, point-to-mast ratio, because they're, like, like 20 or more points sometimes like the french ones are 21 points for three masts so you're like seven yeah. points per mast so, uh, yeah uh, so, so not pleasant yeah i'll move on to the next one uh, i like this one a lot uss new orleans yeah it's like the philadelphia from revolution you own any derelict both, both ships become docked at your home island and then unlike the philadelphia though this one actually has really good cannons so you could um It'd be better if you were behind enemy or behind the front lines when you did this, but you could finish off a ship and then explore it the next turn, most likely, and then bring it home. So it's a good ship. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this only one more point uh, yeah. than Philadelphia? Yep, exactly. So it's basically just a better version of Philadelphia. For the most part, yep. Philadelphia's yeah. a little faster, so you might be able to get more derelicts with it. But yeah. yeah, but at the same time, you might be able to make more derelicts with yep. New Orleans. Yep, yep. I like putting right. musketeer on the New Orleans. That's what I did in CG3 right now. So then he's got yeah. three cannons. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, USS Annapolis is actually a pretty good bare-bones uh, gold runner. And if you've got the American Cargo Master in play, you can afford to just throw the helmsman aboard and you've got yourself a nice little ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is another um, great gold runner for them that always gets used, especially in the campaign games. <clears throat> Very good. Um, next one, so we're into American Crew. Commodore Matthew Perry is a zero limit ransom plus five crew. So we already talked about them. Mm-hmm. Great, great for the Americans to get one. They can compete with the the big four factions a little more effectively. I was going to move on to Gus Schultz, though. Um, can randomly take a treasure from any ship she touches for four points. Uh, this is a two-point ability, so it's just a reverse mm-hmm. power creep, inflation, bull, bull crap. Um, and uh, and then, of course, the other version of him is Eternal for two points. So this, this is <laughs> a very bad crew and yeah. to the extreme. Um. Yeah, I think he summed it up pretty well, so I'm actually going to start talking about Pierce Hollow. Uh, uh, actually, I'm not really, because it's a, a two-point reducer. Uh, I started talking before I'd read his ability, because I do that a lot. So instead of talking about Pierce Hollow, I'm going to talk about fireworks, because we don't need to talk about the Firepot Specialist. Um, fireworks is a... R- I don't know. It, can you see this being a fun pairing with Nemo's plans, or yeah, am yep. I just trying too hard? No, that's absolutely, yeah. Yeah, super firepower. Yep. It's like <laughs> a super better world it with power cannons. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, wait, I wonder if Nemo's plans only applies to one. Um, I think it's all of them. I think it's all of them. I think. Okay. Yeah, should be. 
Well, either way, I have some ideas now. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, next one, uh, rotting hull. Uh, the ship gets minus one to her cargo capacity, um, and then you can repair it to eliminate the UT, but um, pretty boring. It's a negative UT to slow down gold runners a little bit with the gold, but nothing else. Yeah, I if I'm going to use UTs, I'm going to pick something a little bit more chaotic than that. Yeah, yeah, it's boring. Um, yeah, there are some pretty nasty ones in this set alone. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, Jade, is actually a pretty interesting one because I'm guessing that if you save this one until you've got a super high value, um, just sort of a super high value gold load, mm-hmm. um, and I see nothing about sort of eliminating it, so I'm pretty sure yeah. this is reusable. Yeah, you, yeah, you can choose not to unload it. Yep. Yeah, so I think if you use Jade, if you've got like three fives on board, you've almost got a game breaker in a forty point game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, I wrote a review about it uh, earlier this year where I tried to come up with the different combos. It's actually. Um, if you manage to pick this up and transfer it to a different ship, you can actually make use of gold runners with really low cargo holds, like maybe the Discovery even, because this takes up a cargo space, and then you'll have like one or two left. But since you can only double the value of the lowest gold value, you're actually inclined to only take one coin as long as it's high value. So you could take, you could get more profit often of an island if you took a seven and doubled it than if you took the entire island if the other coins weren't as good. That's very uh, interesting. Yeah, and then another really crazy combo. I haven't used it yet in a game. The American Native Canoes can flip this between them, and they Ooh. have two cargo spaces. So if Ooh. they each have a coin, and they each have a cargo space open, you could dock one, and then the one behind it that's still about to dock uses the ability to grab Jade, docks, doubles that coin, and then you just flip it on down the line. It's oh, that's, that's yeah. real crazy. Um, yeah, exactly. Would I would uh, I be right to say that uh, Savage Shores Master Bianco and the Spanish Native Canoes could also replicate that? Um, kind of, but they can't. They don't have the the flipping ability like. Um, oh, okay, like okay. Canoes, yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so um, you have to transfer it manually. But. Would one almost say that if you get Buscador next to them, that it might work? Or with Hoist, maybe you could maybe do that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you, but it I think, just kind of works better. Yeah, I don't America. think canoes can have their cargo space increased. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's another point against that. Um, if you have anything more to say about that, you can, or you can do Volcano. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jade is great. Um, I originally thought it was Smuggled Goods and Spices. I didn't realize you could choose not to unload it. I didn't read the ability fully until I got the card. It was one of the last pieces I needed to complete my uh, South China Seas set of this set. I still need a couple of the LE turtle ships, but I'm almost done with the set. And then Jade was one of the last ones I got. And then I read it and I was like, wow, you can choose not to unload it. So that changed everything because it's a lot better than uh, spices and smuggled goods as a result. Um, Volcano. um, This is really underwhelming for the name and the picture. Um, It says when revealed, eliminate one random treasure from the island and one random crew from every ship docked to the island, then remove Volcano from the game. Um, really underwhelming for like what it is. Could be like a, a catastrophe UT or something, which is um, OP. I have a hurricane unique treasure that's like really overpowered, but 
anyway, I just think it's kind of lame for, you know, what it, what it, um, entails flavor wise. Yeah. It's, it's just really, eh, mm-hmm. yeah. if you want to cause chaos with the UT, get wolves or missionary, ignore volcano. Yeah. Or play because it, yeah. And because all of those are more common yeah. and more destructive. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to do a house roll where any ship at docked at the island gets a fire mast or something like that. Mm, that'd be an interesting one. Or if the effect was permanent or like, but that yeah, I mean, it stays there every yeah. time somebody, yeah, yeah, just basically turn it into sort of an adjunct mysterious Island. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost <laughs> like, plans for that. <laughs> yeah. Since they <laughs> remove volcano from the game, it's almost like a one-time eruption, but maybe, Maybe you roll a d6, and that's how many turns the effect lasts for. So it's like a it's a big eruption, or like maybe two turns or six turns or whatever. Uh, anyway, well, that does make me wonder how um, <laughs> you could, how Nemo's plants affects a lot of negative UTs like yeah. this, or like wolves, missionary, plague, yeah. um, rotting hole, albatross. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, some of them it would affect. <laughs> some of them don't get loaded by the ship. So they can't be reused, but yeah. work. I don't know. But volcano is one I find interesting from a customs perspective because you could come up with a ton of like new abilities for the same, you know, idea of a volcano. Like measure LL from this island, and like there's like lava, um, oh, and, like, ash that yeah. falls on your ship like two L away and like sets it on fire stuff stuff like that. Yeah, every ship within LL gets a fire mast. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Karmic Idol is potentially a sort of, if somebody does get, uh, if you know somebody's going to be messing around with Nemo's plans and all that, this could be uh, a game changer. Yeah, I've always thought of this one and uh, Jailhouse Dog as fun ruiners. Because, like, UTs oftentimes make the game more fun and, like, interesting. And then this just, like, knocks them off. It's like, ah, like, yeah, No fun like, for you. Yeah, it's just like a party pooper UT. So I don't really like it. But it has uses, though. Yep. Um, hmm. And then bad maps. Oh, I could talk about this for 20 minutes, but I'll save that for another podcast or something. Um, it says, when you place bad maps face up on the ship as a free action, the opponent to your left moves the ship. The island bad maps was on 2L in any direction. So I think I'm right. Work. Yeah, I don't know. This, is, this gets crazy because um, you can change the setup, the island setup, which is wacky. Um, and then if both players put this in the and distribution, you have multiple islands moving around. Um, or if it ends up on the same island twice. Yeah, that'd be wacky. Oh, um, yeah. Or you Whoa. could do, if you're using flat earth rules where stuff that moves off gets eliminated, you could like throw this off the map. Um and then you could have forts like shooting at each other, like I talked about on another podcast. Um, you could make home island raiding uh, a lot easier, um, or you could have. It gets weird in multiplayer because the opponent to your left, if that happens to be like an ally, if you like make like a like a secret alliance in a multiplayer game, they could help you with it or something. I don't know. It just gets there's unlimited possibilities, which is one of the reasons why this is one of my favorite UTs. So it's really crazy and fun. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not sure I'll ever encounter it. I might if one of my uh, play group members decides to have a little bit of fun with it, but I yeah. kind of doubt it will. 
Um, so I'll move on to Albatross because I can't really predict how bad maps will affect stuff. So <laughs> Albatross crazy. is Albatross is like Plague, but yeah. slightly less annoying, but also slightly more annoying. Oh yeah, yeah, it's not nearly as bad. Yeah, I've I've played with it. It's super obnoxious. Plague can be like a game changer. Albatross is just like really annoying. It's really annoying to remember to roll for it, though. Like icebergs, like you always forget to roll for it. Yes, and then I, even when you we remember forget to, all you the time. Yeah, and then you don't get a six, so it's just like, and you just have to roll a die a bunch, which is annoying. You know, uh, that <laughs> it's just kind of annoying, and it's it's just some extra remember every turn, and it's not that much fun. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's just obnoxious. Yeah, and so you can unload it so the bird stays around. Yeah, uh, although floating between ships can sometimes do some fiddly things with games. Yeah, yeah, I remember I've hardly ever used it, but I, and the, part of the reason it's for that is because I used it in a campaign game back in a while ago, like 2011 or 2012, one of my first campaign games, and I hated it so much that I've hardly used it since. I think it was, I think the English found it, and they, they're my favorite faction, <laughs> and then it would go to a ship. It has like extra action abilities, and then it get a five, but then this changes it to a four, then it starts affecting the combat, and it's, it's just off. <laughs> so annoying. Okay, um, actually, wait, I've just remembered something that you may find pretty interesting, and yeah. the, like if you. Okay, so an albatross is actually somewhat vaguely relevant to my family history. Okay, um, another one. Okay, uh, you can look this up right now. Go onto uh, Google and type in Bernard Gilboy. Um, basically a distant relative of mine who tried to sail solo from, I think, San Francisco to Australia in a tiny little boat. Uh, but shortly into the voyage, all his supplies got washed overboard. So he was basically floating in the middle of the Pacific with no food, no water and yeah. Yeah. And in a tiny boat. So yeah, I'm seeing it. That's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know a lot about this guy, but I do know one story, which is really rather interesting. Uh, because he had to find anything possible he could eat, and, you know, you can't really fish with your hands in the middle of the Pacific. Mm -hmm. He sat dead still uh, when he saw an albatross flying around near him. Mm -hmm. uh, he sat still, completely still, for quite a long time, I think. Possibly hours, possibly days. <laughs> But eventually, this albatross, because, you know, they fly such long distances, it needed somewhere to land to rest. It landed straight on his head, as I'm told. And he reached out and grabbed a hammer or something very slowly and clubbed it to death. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he did, not, he did not end up being the first guy to sail solo from Australia, or sorry, from San Francisco to Australia, because... He was picked up starving 50 miles from the coast of Australia. Okay, yep. Yeah. yeah so. That's incredible, though. You should, yeah, I'm reading about it. It's pretty crazy. You should yeah, like, I, talk about it on the forum or something. I probably should, just sort of out of relevance. I'm not trying to be boastful because I don't yeah. actually know how related I am to him. But Yeah, I mean, same last name, so, yeah. But Yeah, and it's not a common last name at all, so. Yeah, wow. But. Nice. But that's that's that with albatrosses, and I'm actually gonna have to read up more on that story. Yeah, nice. Cool. Anyway, you um, can talk about the trade route. Yeah, this one <laughs> trade route. Um, basically, 
Um, it's loaded face down, so it's a cargo, so it's annoying. And then you flip um, a rent. The problem is how the rules work. Um, I've uh, Wolf has confirmed a while back that when it says random, it has to be random. So even if you use this with um, Devereaux and whatever other spying abilities, it still has to be like shuffled and stuff, which is awful. So I think it should be house ruled. Um, you know, where it's if if you've seen a coin, the opponent has to keep it in that spot, um, and then you could pick it. But um, as is, this is utterly useless. You only well, not complete because you could see with maps of Alexandria or something, you could you could watch your opponent take a seven, and then knowing you only have ones on your home island, you could get a profit guaranteed. But it's it's too much of a gamble to use reliably. And what if you uh, combined it with Nemo's plans and just did it turn after turn after turn after turn? Yeah, you <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that. Okay, just Nemo's plans cheat your way to uh to a game win. <clears throat> I'm wondering if you could create a loop with that because we talked, we I made that loop comment and I talked to Tiny about that on the podcast last time. It says load it face down, it just says one revealed and then remove it. So I guess you could. <laughs> um, Trade the entire contents of Home Island. Yeah, exactly. You could uh, reveal this one and keep it in play with Nemo's plans, and just keep trading the coins, and just keep going and going, like trade the same coin back and forth, like until your opponent like quits. <laughs> so. God, Nemo's plans is so game breaking, and it's so funny. And the yeah. reason why it's why we don't call for it to be removed is because you have to get lucky and find it, as yeah. well as the thing that breaks the game. Yeah, it's funny too. Like it, it's fun to think about. It always comes mm-hmm. up, so it's cool. Yeah, it's uh, because it allows you to take these really silly, you know, game changing effects and take them to their utmost extremes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, tr- from trade route pension. Uh, uh, is this basically like, uh, was it bloody gold or blood money, but uh, activate at your home island? Uh, Dead Man's Chest is like the better version from the Caribbean set, basically. Okay. But the key with that one is, I'm pretty sure it's not loaded face down. And then that one, you can eliminate crew from anywhere in your fleet. So that's where the gimmick fleet came from. I don't know if you oh, saw yeah. Lords do basically made a fleet, it has 16 oarsmen, so if you get Dead Man's Chest back to your home island, you can sack all the crew in your fleet for, like, an instant win, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. It's, it's like, one of the cheesiest fleets ever, but it's actually pretty brilliant, so. but this So one, much broken stuff in Caribbean. Yeah, this one is not good, though, because it's only from the ship it's on, and it's loaded face down. I would say this one is pretty bad, actually, so. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, like, uh, like the Bouchuan, like a treasure ship with like a ton of oarsmen. Um, <laughs> oh my god, you could have like 25 oarsmen. I mean, uh, way back when we talked about Ghostly Encounter, I tried to do something uh, with the fleet shortly <laughs> after. I'm going to have to rework that and figure it out again, yeah, but basically yep. it's going to involve um, taking Ghostly Encounter and basically giving a ship about, uh, I think it would end up being 20 or 30 points worth of gold from just one UT. Yep. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, the next one, Pandora's Box. It's crazy. Uh, it says, when revealed, each player must choose and put a unique treasure from outside the game aboard this ship. So, this one is crazy. Because um, you can bring in whatever. Um, 
it's supposed to be a treasure that's loaded onto the ship, so stuff like Alter the Loa um, is not, you know, not supposed to be available. Like Volcano, I don't know that. I, I don't know about that one. Um, but even like some of the other ones, like Plague, obviously. Um, I had a weird. There's weird situations sometimes where um, people will want like goodwill. So you can start a trend in like a big multiplayer game where one player um, gives the person with Pandora's box like power cannons to like help them, and then other people feel like pressure to like do the same thing. So it can actually end up working really well because everybody's like trying to get in your get in your good graces so you don't hate them when they put plague on your ship. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, and then it's just super powerful though because you could have bad maps like multiplied or for example so yeah actually wait what if okay i'm i'm getting a little imaginative here again um running back to the bad maps thing what if you combine that with nemo's plan so you can just move the island to will every turn um i don't know (laughs) i i think i'm pushing that and i doubt that's legal (laughs) yeah i'm um... not sure hang on me look at it again yeah, well, it says... Oh, no, the, the problem is Bad Maps is a weird one where it's not eliminated. You just place oh. it on the ship. So it doesn't ever eliminate it itself. That's the problem, yeah. Oh, weird. It's a good idea, though. I mean, with Pandora's Box in a multiplayer game, if everybody, like, five other players dumped Bad Maps in, I guess you would move it, like, 10 out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Every turn. Yeah. Or, or, no, well... Wait, what uh, if you did that to Great Turtle? You could move it yeah. 10L plus S. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, faster than faster than the Zeus with Poseidon's breath. Um, <laughs> and then I'm thinking that would give the opponent to the left a ton of power because I guess they would move it for every single copy of bad maps that got introduced. They would move it because it's still the player to your left. So they could suddenly fling an island all over the place. But anyway... Or, you know, I'm kind of wondering if you could make a house rule about if an island hits a ship, um, yeah. is it sunk? Yeah, or lose a mask <laughs> or whatever, yeah. Or just see if you can expand it to icebergs and just yeah. ruin a game. <laughs> okay, this is a 600-point game, and I just sent an iceberg through your entire fleet. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, uh, but Pandora's Box, which is what we were trying to talk about, um... Yeah, again, since since you said, um, since this one doesn't say that it's eliminated, can't combine with Nemo's plans, as funny as that would be to put every negative UT in the game on one ship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I did use this one kind of recently. Basically, I did put Albatross, Plague, and I don't remember what else on the ship. Yeah. might have been Rotting Hull. Okay, yeah, nice. Uh, all I remember is Albatross and Plague. Yeah. Huh. Um, but yeah, uh, aside yeah. from that, yeah, obviously it's a super chaotic UT, but you've yeah. honestly had more to say than I could say about it. Yeah. But, I, uh, even, I may even return to bad maps and, uh, Pandora's box on future podcasts. If we do like playing focused podcasts, I'll try to come up with more material on it. Yeah. More honestly, more, like, obscure combos that are like really crazy and funny. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's consider doing that like um, two episodes after our final set review. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, which won't actually be a set review, um, dear audience members. You won't know quite yet what our final um, sort of main release review will be, but um, 
it won't be what you're expecting. <laughs> uh, but more on that later. Uh, I think we can skip all the generic crew and start talking about yeah. the super rares. Exactly. Yeah, you can go because I, I think I did. Well, I did most of the box. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and I'll start off on Monkey's Paw, which is, eh, it's it's a really average five masted ship, and it's got an overpriced ability. It's not, it's nothing super good. Yeah, the only thing I love about it is, well, it's super rare, so that's kind of cool. But the cursed <laughs> only got, I think, three five masters, uh, but they barely got any, and the other main factions of the big six got a lot of five masters so it's not a ship type they excel at uh, dutchman fool's hope uh specter yeah. oh specter and then morning star so more than three morning but whatever well, um, uh, well that's still a good point because now that i think yeah. about it they really have very few and most of the ones they have are ultra rare these days yep exactly well, yeah it's dominate. tough it's tough for the curse to compete in large games with that with the firepower they have they need to rely on crazy stuff like Ten Masters and Namazu and wackiness, um, mm-hmm. Davy Jones. Um, but the Monkey's Paw, so it gives them some five-masted firepower, which is nice. Cannons are three out, so it's good. Um, the speed is solid, too. Cargo and fear is the the, the, the problem. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the next one, Samedi's Curse, is far worse. Um, also has fear. Nine points, one cargo, 5S cannon. Although the picture has a 5L, but anyway, um, either way, rank 5. LL move is great, mm-hmm. but um, other than towing flotillas, this thing is mostly useless. Yeah, even if you do use it as a flotilla uh, motion device, I guess I'll... Yeah, yeah they, not, they don't just have better options. Uh, but, I mean, do they even have any crew that are able to sort of just be stored aboard a flotilla? Not many. I, I, I guess... Uh, I don't think they have a fleet admiral. No, they don't. Only a chieftain. I've I An explorer, maybe, because it's so fast. You could explore islands before other ships get there, like the Mama yeah. Bridget or something. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> because everything gets... <laughs> yeah. It's going before... The, well, the Maman is a weird case where, honestly, its best setup includes just a plain helmsman and oarsman anyway. Yeah, exactly. So you're not really saving any time with that. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Fallen Angel from DJC is a better flotilla tug anyway. So similar yeah. speed and then a defensive ability. Um, yep. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. So. El Fantasma is one of, I think, only two sources of the ghost ship keyword on crew. The other being, I want to say... Is it Ralph David from Barbary Coast? Yep, exactly. Yeah, which is a terrible crew at eight points for a not very good ability. Yeah, possibly the worst crew in the game. Oh, okay, a nominee. Yeah, yeah, we we should consider a worst crew in the game uh, ranking thread. Yeah, there's a really bad one in the next set in a couple weeks. Yeah, you'll actually have to. Actually, I think I'll know which one it is, but. There is some really <laughs> terrible stuff in that. Uh, anyway, El Fantasma, um, aside from being that, it's a home island raider. Um, this is like one point more expensive. Oh, okay, what this is, it's Crimson Coast El Fantasma, but for one more point you get Ghost Ship. Yeah, exactly, yep. Which is, I, yeah. I guess that's a little bit better, isn't it? 
Yeah, a little. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like this version a bit, or a bunch. I mean, um, the Cursed have two better versions of Phantasma, the Sack Captain, and then one of them has like SAT, Beer Eternal or something. But this one's still pretty good. I love the artwork. It's really cool. It's kind of like a cursed, like, Blackbeard, sort of. Um, but yeah, it has a nice combination of abilities, and he basically can't die for the most part. Um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. I like it. Uh, uh, the cursed is the unique treasure from the SR pack. The ship gains the fear keyword, except that it also affects your ships. Which is um, dumb. Yeah, it's it's okay, but I haven't used the it The artwork so. isn't very good. You don't think so? I mean, it just looks sort of a bit more cartoony than the rest of the set. Yeah, it's kind of generic. Yeah, sorry. Not as good yeah. as Fantasma's artwork, that's for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I haven't used this UT yet, so I can't really say much about it. Just kind of silly, I, I suppose. Yeah, it doesn't actually seem very good, um, yeah. especially if you're using it with anything that has a fear keyword already. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, um, let's see. HMS Superior, uh, we're now getting into uh, some of the LE promo stuff, and South China Sea's promos are still ultra common. Um. HMS Superior is... I feel like we've already seen this ship, haven't we? Um, Similar ones, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of ships like this, I feel like. Yeah, this is know. basically 40% of HMS Swallow, but a little bit more... Like, one point more expensive than it should be? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Or so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, there, there's or other wait, ones not that HMS are similar. Swallow. Am I thinking of HMS Dreadnought? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's that ability, but it's yeah. it's a two-masted ship. Yeah, it's tough to... There's other ones, like like the Hibernia has two L cannons for four cargo, so I like that one better. Yeah. Even yeah. for two more points, I think it's better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've never liked this one, actually. So mm-hmm. This ship didn't do well, This the or the ship's name, because the, the Americans got a superior... And it's even worse than this one. So it's inferior. Yeah, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Great point. Very inferior. Uh, <laughs> nice. So uh, who has the superior? Superior. Yeah, the English, but not by much. So. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, the Santa Lucia is next. Um, two hits uh, from the same shoot action required to eliminate one of the ship's mass. So the Accord's auto ability, not bad really. The cargos and guns are okay. But the price and the move are too expensive to justify. And this ability is a lot better. Just like the superior's ability, it's a lot better. Like a bigger than, ship. Yeah, bigger. Yeah, exactly. Bigger ship. Because you can still ram it. It's not a hit if you ram. So, oh well. At the same time, I do like the idea of putting Joaquin Vega aboard this ship. Um, yeah. Maybe a captain. No, definitely a captain. And either a helmsman or um, a cannoneer or musketeer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm taking the idea to its extreme, but I'm having yeah. some fun with it. Yeah, and that might be fun to use. Yeah. Um, here we have one of two or three. How many versions of Le Coeur de Lyon exist in the game? I think two. Only the okay. three version. I love okay. this ship so much. Yeah, this one's actually um, surprisingly good for a promotional ship. Um, because it has really pretty solid firepower, especially for its price, and it has a fun ability. Yep. Yeah. Everything else is just kind of average, but yeah, yeah, solid cargo. I just love this ship. Um, 
I kind of obsess over it a little bit, kind of like the Plutone. This one's easier to make work well. Um, and part of the reason I like it, it's, it's underrated because the Ocean's Edge version of the ship is better and way more common and also super popular and kind of like a cheesy cop-out for people that just add a two-point gold run at the end. This one's a lot more interesting to use and unique, um, but probably be interesting to know if it was easier to get. It's probably kind of always so common. This one's probably a little more rare, but it's probably close. Um, but yeah, seven points, you get a couple two L guns, free cargo. So you have, you have room for maybe fire shot or something else to use at the extended, the double range. Um, mm -hmm. and then, yeah, it's, it's really, it's great. So it's good at like short ish range, but then it can extend that range, um, with obviously a lack of, uh, loss of accuracy, but I just love this mm -hmm. ship. Um, and then something else. Anyway, uh, I love the ship. Anyway, oh, I love the next one too, though. USS Emerald. Mm -hmm. um, it has the same ability as the Santa Lucia and the Acorazado. Um, this one, uh, it's better it's... than the Santa Lucia, though, because it's faster, cheaper, and has better guns. So I like a captain and helmsman on this one to make her quite an effective uh, support gunship, actually. Yeah, for the most part, it doesn't have as good a crew selection. Like, you can't throw Yuckin Vega on board, but you can make the ship eternal. And uh, with just a captain and, say, Ralph David Eternal or uh, or the other option, you've got yourself really a very good little support gunship yeah. that is basically impossible to just knock out. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. you put Norseman aboard to make it harder to capture, too. Yeah, that too. You have to sink it. Yeah, that's a really good combo. I like that. Yeah, I it's – there are actually some pretty good ones in these uh, promotional ships. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this set was maybe the best for those in terms of like the little promotional ships, like the ones from like DJC and MI are way more rare and like way worse. But th these ones are common, but yeah. also pretty good. Yeah, um, and also the OE ones are not so easy to yeah. find these days, and oh, yeah. for the most part, they're also not very good. Yep. yep. All right, um, USS Adventurous is it's <coughs> kind of a step back because it's not a bad ability, but it's on a not very good ship. Yeah, it's okay. Um, it's kind of, it's just like an expensive hybrid, like Captain Helmsman, you have good guns and mm -hmm. uh, two cargo spaces for gold, but for 15 points, uh, you'd get like the Providence with a captain or whatever. So, um, Moving on to the Sisters Rage. Who has uh, like nine copies of the ship? Is that Xerox? Uh, no, that's Silvaxry. <laughs> I don't know if he's <laughs> offloaded. Yeah, I don't know if he's offloaded all of them yet. He might still have some left over. I doubt it. Yeah, um, this one, S immunity, that annoying ability comes back. Um, uh, trying to think of cool crew combos, maybe like a musketeer and like, uh, uh, trying to think what I put on it in uh, my campaign game, but I think it just has some normal oh. crew. It's a, it's decent, but let me look at my uh, crew abilities thing real quick to see if the yeah. pirates have any really interesting abilities. Because uh, beyond sort of Hammersmith and Musketeer, I'm not coming up with anything really interesting offhand. Yeah, yeah, it's an okay hybrid, kind of like um, like the Adventurers, but a little bit better at being a hybrid. Um, okay, let's see. They have Reverse Captain, yeah. but that's nothing special. Um, fear. Oh, Capitaine Cheval. Oh, yeah. That's a maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Um, I like him with more guns, though. More firepower. 
Yeah, you're right about that. Um, yeah, I think maybe Hammersmith. Um, did you say Joe Card? Um, I haven't yet, even though he's like yeah. on every single pirate ship I've ever used. Yeah, you like using those a lot. <laughs> yeah, but um, I could make a decent hybrid, I guess. But anyway. Yeah, um, I'm still Ooh. looking through these to see. Yeah. Have you found something? No. I, in the meantime, um, we can go back, but I'll talk about HMS Rye. I've mm-hmm. used her a lot, and I love this ship. Um, this has the canceling ability built in, so of course I'm going to love the ship. Um, and it's English, and it's really fast, and it's underrated. Um, it's really useful in campaign games. Um, I like to form like a a super squadron with a bunch of cancelers. <clears throat> so any sorts of the canceler ability is really good, especially for like a big faction like the English in a campaign game to help them win and dominate the seas. Um, it's actually surprisingly um, nasty and versatile with, like, Helmsman, Shipwright, Oarsman, because then you're always going to be able to row around. can't be captured unless you take out the crew. And then you can ram the mast off, but then you can just repair with the Shipwright. And then it's got 4S speed with canceling, which is really flexible. So if you need a canceler, you can you can get one out there real quick. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. And it's also a good flotilla tug. Um, yeah, it is. You could, yeah, it's got the speed. And then if somebody's going to attack the Rye or the flotilla, if they come with an S of the ship, um, they're going to shut down the captain. So, yeah. yeah, that is, that's a really good point. Um, I don't actually have anything to add to that. Cause I think you've basically encapsulated it. I don't really think, um, I don't know, is it worth me looking through the English crew abilities to see if there's anything that might add on to that? Not really, because it's not, it's not good enough to make it a gunship or, like, a great cold runner, so... Okay. It's, the canceling is by far the biggest asset, so... But combine that with the speed, and it's, it's a pretty cool ship to have. Especially as right. a fan of the English, it's, it's like, oh, it's, it's gold for, for an English fan like me, so... Mm. Alright, um, then we'll move on to HMS Patagonia, which is infamous for a, a number of reasons. Um, uh, <laughs> number one, um, obviously, it's, I think, the cheapest English ship in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Of course, that's part of why it's known for the next reason, which is that if you put Robinson, um, Administrator Scott Bratley, the uh, 0LR plus 5 crew on it, and Lord Micron... You have a ship that basically fully crewed up, costs five points uh, net, but gives you the ability to redistribute its own action elsewhere for the entire game. It's part of one of the most game-breaking setups out there, and for that reason, HMS Patagonia has become kind of infamous. Yep, absolutely. The ironic part is is how good it is um, without that. Because if you actually use mm-hmm. the ship and don't leave it at your home island, um, I know there's better options. But for the English, they don't have a ton of good gold runners. So six points with a helmsman for SS move and three cargo open. Not a bad, slow gold runner. And then it's even got a 2 well cannon. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So a very good ship overall. Um, <sighs> useful in different ways. Um, the Soberano del Mar. Uh, this is a Spanish ship. It's got a few good attributes. It has reroll and a 2L cannon, but that's about it. Um, it's not really worth using 8 points. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's too generic and just kind of too vulnerable as a one-mass ship, and it's yeah. not really cheap enough to be disposable. Yeah. Um, El Afortunado is 
Patagonia's Spanish clone, but yeah. because but because Spain doesn't get a Micron crew, it isn't actually as useful. Well, that's not true because Spain does get uh, a cargo master via Master Bianco from Savage Shores. So if that crew is in play um, on another ship, you can drop a helmsman on this and turn it into a dandy little um, S plus S gold runner with four spaces open. You can drop an explorer on if you want. It's a nice, super cheap, but not ultra slow, but still, you know, spacious gold runner. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar to the Patagonia. Um, Wait, Luis yeah. one plus a helmsman. You can turn it into a tiny hybrid. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah. Eight point hybrid. Nice. <laughs> that's pretty, that's actually a really great use. Nice. I've never thought of that. Um, and even if the Spanish did have a Micron crew, they don't have, they actually don't have a crew like Robinson that, um, uh, makes the crew True. cost no points. So they have that. They don't, the Spanish don't have that either. They have some yeah. crew like Joaquin Vega and Bianco. Which is not but, useful for this. Yeah. But they have, they don't have other certain abilities, but, um, mm-hmm. uh, the next one, they triumphant, um, galley, uh, it has reverse captain and I'm, Looking ahead a tiny bit. Well, there's some bad ones coming up, but this is one of the worst um, <laughs> ships in the whole set. Um, for 10 points, you get one mast, and it's not worth using. Yeah, that's about all I have to say about it, too. It's yep. too expensive. It's good at nothing. Um, and I'm going to start talking about La Belle Pool instead, which is not amazing, because obviously I have to compare it to something like Lintrepid, which is cheaper and faster, yep. but lacks the explorability. Uh, it's not bon super Marine. amazing, but it's okay. Yeah, I think Bone Marine is the best comparison because it's six points yeah. for the same cargo and does have Explorer. But La Belle Pool is um, kind of an underrated French gold runner because they have so many good ones. But this one's really not too bad. Um, need a helmsman, but that's it. Uh, next one, Floating Stone. Um, re-roll. Oh, this is a turtle ship, so we're into the turtle ship LEs. Mostly Jade with a couple pirate. Um, these ones aren't as good as the the Jade turtle ships from the main set, the rare ones. The Floating Stone is no exception. Yeah, it's it's just really generic and has no real strengths at all. Okay. Sea Snake is next. Um, um, by the way, I am doing a uh, turtle ships ranking at some point, nice. so that'll be coming up within the next few months. Cool. Um, now, Sea Snake is <laughs> worse than Floating Stone. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, there's nothing really going on here. Nothing too good. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the next one I kind of like. I, mm-hmm. Not really, but Dragon's Talon. Um, it's super accurate, but that's it. So it basically has a two L cannon, and then it has World Hater. So it basically has a it's a turtle ship with a one L cannon, essentially. But for eight points, um, it's not a not a very good deal. But oh well. Yeah, I mean, uh, Captain Helmsman, and yeah. you're still spending too much on it because at yeah. that point you're thirteen points for a single gun. Yeah. Single gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could get uh, the uh, the East Wind for 13 points, that little subpar hybrid I like. From oh, yeah, yeah. Or you could get La Bonne Chance for, uh, yeah, for the same exactly. price with just a captain, and that's exactly. a pretty good ship. 
Um, at the same time, I was pointing out El Fortunado, five points cheaper, slower for sure, mm-hmm. but uh, slower and less accurate, but same size better. and yeah, overall better because you can actually carry cargo with it. Yep. Um, Tiger's paw is awful. Yeah, it's just not good because yeah. even if you do take advantage of the pirate crew thing, which doesn't really get you that much, yeah. okay, throw a hammersmith aboard, you still got something worse than yeah. than even uh, than even Dragon's Talon. I just thought of something really nasty. I've never Ooh. thought of this before. I think I still need the tiger's paw. This is one of the few, um, along with maybe none others, but anyway, this is one of the few I still need. So I don't really know the ship as quite as well. But Pirate Crew can use their abilities on the ship. This is a six-point ship. Calypso is a six-point crew. And Ooh. the Jades have Miss um, Cheng, a zero LR re-roller. So she Ooh. wouldn't take up any points. So you could actually get Calypso in a Jade fleet with this ship and then just leave it at your home island and make whirlpools, especially with the re-roll ability. So it's that's really interesting. Write that down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and like, send me a message once you've got a fleet worked out for that because that's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, it's I want to read about that. I always get more intrigued by ideas we come up mid podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite things about the podcast is these weird niche um, uses and uh, combos that we come up stuff with you on. would never come up with just sitting yeah. alone. Uh, you know, just reading through stuff, going, "Oh, this is a crab ship closing the tab," and then never realizing a weird possibility with something. Yeah, yeah, Tiger's Paw is terrible, but I mean, Calypso with reroll and a Jade Fleet for twelve points, kind of a fun option there. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, Beast's Belly. This one, the ability it's another to torpedo ship. Yeah, it's similar to the Glorious Treasure, but just slower um, and slightly less accurate cannon. But um, oh, oh, it's pirate. Sorry, so it's not even Jade, mm-hmm. but. But it's um, but it's a decent pirate suicide ship. Uh, eliminate a crew and a mass from the ship that it rams and gets pinned against. So, yeah. Yeah, I would um on this ship. Obviously, you need a helmsman. Yeah. But I would add on either Sat to help it make a quick strike, um, or a re-roller to in to uh, go for extra ram damage, or maybe yeah. even Sat plus. Wait, they don't get a zero point re-roller, do they? No. Uh, yeah, they're like the only main faction that doesn't get a zero-point yeah. re-roller. Yeah, even the Jade's got one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Beast Belly is... <sighs> it would be good if it were, who knows, British? Yeah, that's pretty good, but it's yeah, not it's great. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It, it's held back from being really good. Yeah. Um, so, after that is Inferno, and this one's not good. No, this one's awful. <laughs> maybe you could make a case that it's the worst ship in this well I think the Triumphant is slightly worse but, yeah, yeah. Um, so. yeah. Almost. yeah the Inferno the Inferno looks kind of cool it's got the flame on the mast um, I had this one it says it sits near Hong Kong Harbor which is funny I had this one guard a military port in my economy edition game a few years ago um, that's all it did, though. It just sat as, like, a guard ship. So, it was too slow to do anything or go anywhere. Um, anyway. All right, so now we're into the last couple game pieces. Wrapping up. Um, the Bauchuan, the first 10-master ever released. Still my favorite 10-master. I think it looks amazing. 
I like the historical, mm-hmm. um, you know, derivation or whatever from uh, the 1400s and whatnot. Um, just an, an incredible ship. There's so much to talk about with it, but treasure ship is a really cool keyword. Crew do not take up cargo space on the ship, though their combined point costs uh, may still not exceed the ship's point cost. Um, and then it can move fast after loading or unloading cargo. So you can load up a ton of crew. Um, I know I have her crewed up hugely. Um, I launched her um, in Kim Hingy 3. Um, I've used her a decent amount. I'd like to use her even more. Um, link to Zheng He, uh, which I wouldn't pronounce it like that unless I had seen a video about him. So I hopefully I actually did get that right. Um, and he gives them a uh, an admiral crew. So on a six, you can give um, any ship in your fleet an extra action, which is nice. So I usually like to link uh, uh, Miss Cheng to this guy um, to get the reroll on that ability. Um, so it's 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 a it's a really cool ship. I love it. One of the most expensive ships in the game, of course. Um, I like putting Cheng power board, like I said earlier, because you have ten cannons. So then if you get world hater on all of them, you're getting a really good deal for those four points. Um, so it's it's technically a great hybrid obviously but you have to spend enormous points to make it um to make it effective yeah you're basically required to either use a five point booster or play 60 point or more game to use it yeah 60 or more is ideal yeah yeah and even then you may have no other ships to use um something else that i've been playing around with and i'm going to post this as a question on the rules thread is uh some specifics regarding the uh, the treasure ship keyword, uh-huh. uh, specifically how, you know how basically the way links work is, uh, for every link you have going, a ship gets oh, one yeah. extra cargo space. Yeah, it does work. I think. Yeah, yeah. it's like eleven, because it ha- he the ship has to have Admiral Zheng He aboard, and then it links, but he still mm-hmm. doesn't take up cargo space, so it. Basically, so, you have to have 11 cargo spaces. Yeah, so technically you start with 11, but yeah. um, you can put Warlord Cavendish aboard, um, and then you can use Gentleman Joe Card, and now you've got 12. <laughs> and then you can just start getting, I don't know, there's just some, oh, I, wait, I, sorry, I forgot. Warlord Cavendish is linked to all Jade ships, isn't he? Uh, that's uh, Psy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, get- yeah, Shopping Psy. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Then put in, uh, then put in shopping Tsai as well, yeah. and uh, build yourself up to thirteen from there. Yeah. And, and then Miss Miss Chang links. Oh my! This is crazy. We got to yeah. figure out like the max here. Yeah. Gotta, the maximum. Yeah. yeah. I would think maybe sixteen or so. Miss Chang, Chang Pao links to Miss Chang. <laughs> so, oh man. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk to Wolf about this, and then Dragonize in the Nameless, because um, they, you know, they'd be perfect because then you can capture crew for gold. Um, the There's only cap. so much you can do though, because um, how much is uh, how what's his name pronounced? I when I say Zheng He, I'm getting oh, yeah. it wrong, but yeah, well, I saw in a video it was Zheng He essentially. Okay. I Zheng used to he. say Zheng He, so yeah, I know. Um, okay, so Zheng He, um, how many points is he? We're about six. to find out, actually, because we've yes. got to open his card next. Um, yes. But he is, he's six points, so that only leaves with 24 points to play yeah. with. So yeah. some of these super expensive Jade crew, unless, well, wait, 
The pirates have a zero point delimiter, don't they? Uh, but it doesn't combo because um, no, people have asked that before. Oh, break. yeah, you can't break both abilities at the same time or bring mm-hmm. both board. So yeah, I think it's basically uh, I Jonah's, both. Yeah, Jonah's ability overrides the treasure ship keyword i think so oh oh yeah it does because it forces them to take up space yeah always does yep oh dang (laughs) okay but still within those 24 points yeah well actually wait a two point uh reducer i'm sure they have which may actually be useful in this scenario that could work yeah i could maybe yeah maybe yeah yeah, basically, we're going to have to research this, and once we get, you know, if we get a go-ahead from Wolf that says, yeah, you can uh, use links to pad out Balchwan's, uh, or other treasure ships for that matter, I think Delusion is the only other one. Yeah. Um, their treasure space, maybe, is Guichuan? Or Yeah, Guichuan is a treasure ship, uh, Delusion is not, yep. Oh, okay, I had it backwards. Anyway, um, Admiral Zheng He, uh, Zheng He, Okay, I'm butchering this. That's alright. I usually um, did, so whatever. Let's see. So he is Fleet Admiral and Proximity Explorer, which is, wait, Fleet Admiral and Proximity Explorer for six points is really good. Yeah, the yeah the Ten Master name crew are usually great, which is nice. Kind of offsets yeah. the huge cost of the Ten Masters a little bit. Yeah, because, I mean, but that's interesting, because if you think about it, the ship does start at 36 points in actual deploying form, but it does technically have 11 cargo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, aside from that, because we can probably spend 45 minutes talking about the possibilities of that alone. Yeah. <laughs> Gale Force 9. Yep. Yeah, you can Anything go. I, did, I started the voucher one. Okay. Um, Gale Force 9 is actually a kind of generic ship. It's basically Legiograph, but it ignores terrain. Its guns are okay. Uh, its movement speed is pretty good. Its cargo speed, uh, its cargo space is, yeah, I guess it's good. But it's kind of like a lot of the really rare mail-ins or offers like that, like USS Denver. It's really nothing super special, although I do expect to use it one day yeah yeah it's kind of a cool ship um <clears throat> the speed is the best thing it's got uh, the ability is okay but i talked about how it's usually not too useful they got the logo on the sails there it does have one of the most unique pictures in the miniature training database and through my digging on the internet in past years i found that whole table i think it was part of a convention or something it is a pretty cool table. It has like a whirlpool, and then there's like an actual ocean's edge. Um, yeah, you can find pictures. Uh, anyway, yeah, the ship itself is is decent though, but as pirate ship goes, pirate ships go. It's not great. Um, yeah. But the set. But to, yeah, to wrap up, the set is definitely great. One of my favorite sets, especially over the past like three years or so. Um, it's climbed in my favorites rankings. The top three or the first three sets are my favorites, but South Genesis has pretty much entered that realm for me and has probably even surpassed Revolution for the most part, in my opinion, in terms of my favorites, anyway. So, yeah, it's got a lot of really cool stuff. It's got more, I'd say it's better than Barbary Coast, not only because it has more interesting stuff, but also fewer crap ships. 
as well as having the pirate faction. It's better than Revolution because it has actually relevant named crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for the most part, more interesting UTs. Yeah, yeah, uh, for the most that part. Yeah. Maybe maybe wrong to say. And its promo items are definitely better. Yeah, 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 a lot better. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm close to getting my full set of South China Seas, but I'll probably get that done after you. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm I, close to. I'm trying the the tires paw I need, and then probably one or two others, but I just can't remember which. But yeah, yeah, I'll have to check whatever that is. Um, but oh, I don't uh, have I don't have Gale Force Nine either, actually. So yeah. Oh yeah, I, I did get Gale Force Nine, kind nice. of lucky, I think, for thirty bucks or something on eBay yeah. once. So yeah, it got crazy expensive. Somebody paid like months. ninety bucks or maybe yeah. more for Gale Force Nine at some point. Yeah. It used to go for like less than twenty back, you know, a while ago, a long time ago, and then mm-hmm. I don't know this past year and or so, it's really gone crazy. So anyway, the Bouchuan is pretty consistent, like between twenty and thirty. So I think it's I got because my they made probably tens made or lot. hundreds of thousands of those. Yeah, they have a lot of those out there compared to the other ones. Yep. Yeah, they sold a lot of Bouchuans. Never pay more than thirty dollars for one, people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good rule of thumb. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. So this was uh, the fifth set review. Uh, it took almost as long as Barbary Coast. Yeah, I know. Yeah, crazy, even without a guest. I know, I thought it was... And even without reading off the stats of every single ship. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like two hours, but oh well. Um, yeah, so this was Good Set Review, episode 12 of the podcast, and uh, we'll be back uh, soon. So thank you for listening. Good night.